Patricia shakes his head. <laughs> and that's how we start the Opie and Anthony program today. With Patrice O'Neill just shaking his head. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone out there. Hi. How is everybody this morning? Mm-hmm. Jesus, what's going on with Imus? Uh, this just came through the instant feedback. Can we get audio of this? Yeah. Want to let you know that Imus was talking about you boys this morning and even gave a shout out to Lil Jimmy Norton. Even dropped a Brokeback Mountain reference to his love for Opie. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. You're listening to the ONA virus spreading across America thanks to XM Satellite Radio. Where to begin today? My God, man. I wish I knew how to quit you. Ugh. <laughs> I knew how to quit you. <laughs> Our guys are going to be uh, interviewing people after they leave that movie. It's bad enough that it's just the, the gay movie. It's very hard, but I don't. I don't want to hear you fucking homophobic. It's very difficult for guys to sit and watch two men in love with each other doing things that people do when they're in love with each other on a movie. It's uncomfortable to watch. Whenever uh, there's a man-man kiss in a movie or something, even if it's some peripheral storyline in a movie. When was the last time you saw a movie with a man-man man kiss? You know something? I, I, I'm, as soon as you I'm said that, I, to think. I, I'm trying to have an open mind. I'm like, okay, all right, I've seen a lot of movies. It's always And not playful. the comedy one. Not the yeah. comedy man-man Tootsie, man no kiss. tootsie. Yeah, nothing like that. I'm talking like... The man, man, kiss. It's, it's so goddamn uncomfortable to Seriously, watch. Seriously, let's uh, let's think about this. Last movie you saw where you none where you saw you don't man, have man, to think. don't kiss. even think. Don't Try not to think about it. It's none. There's not one well, like tender call man. Thing. Out. I'm, I'm I'm trying to think, and I know there is because I know I've sat Nothing. there and been uncomfortable. It's 2005, and sissies rule. Sissies know, rule right? Hollywood. Girls and sissies, or sissies and girls, or whatever. Just it, it's run by Hollywood, and there's still it's still not a comfortable thing. Someone's got to come up with it, and someone's buying the tickets because uh, my local movie theater. I'm yeah. going there every day to try to see a movie. Sold out. Those, well, that's just it. No, I'm not movie. trying to see that movie, but yeah, it's nah. sold out. <laughs> yeah, it's sold out across the board. I'm like, who is buying these tickets for this movie? Motherfucker, Chelsea, I guess the Chelsea board of uh, <laughs> you know what though? of lovers. New York, it's what 19 degrees, 20 degrees today. Yeah. There's there's nothing to do during the day in New York City. But if, freeze and but try freeze. to shop. So what you do is you go to the movie uh, theater, and I, 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 there's not enough choices out there. So I think people are going, all right, what the hell? Might as well go see it. People are loving this Absolutely fucking movie. Because I, I look at the board every every day after the show. There's nothing I want to see right now in the theater. There's except for Kong. Kong. Today. I'm going to try for Kong. Kong. Today, You're not going to make it today. And Brokeback Mountain. It's huge. People are loving That's what it. I'm saying that someone's buying. They're the loving it. Gavin said he went. He went. He was he went by himself. He said it was he had the last seat or something like that. Yeah. In the movie, yeah, he went to go For see what, yesterday Kong. Kong. It's yeah. On a Wednesday. Oh, I know it too. Dude, it's a huge. But forget about the money this is going to pull in. I heard somebody yesterday saying, "Oh, they're going to go see Kong." You're crazy. You're yeah, you're crazy. not going to get You have to get I see said that on opening. Oh, that was you. <laughs> yeah, but then we had that on appearance Friday, yesterday. Saturday, so. Yeah. Nah. You gotta find one of these movie theaters that have like ten showings. I'll just wait yeah, a little while. Go, they, they're gonna be sold out. You gotta, you gotta go on a Monday, man. You're not a square. Yeah. Go, go fucking with no one. When You're out of here at eleven o'clock. You go right to the movie theater on a Monday. Like on Eighty Sixth Street, where it's just a bunch of rich people. But you're still gonna have to wait. <laughs> a bunch of rich people. Yeah, that's in the not movie. a good idea, though. 
Yeah, 86th Street, um, 86th and Broadway. Yeah. Only those rich Jews up there, and yep. they just they they're not going to see King Kong because they 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 have stock in it. You want to see the monkey movie, <laughs> or should we see the Fagala movie? <laughs> anyway, we got to say hi to everyone that joined us at JNR Music yesterday downtown. Yes, greetings. We had a great time down there. It was a lot of fun, and the people at JNR Music were just great to us. When they delivering your television? Huh? When are they delivering your television? No, I had Kenny. Uh, <laughs> I had Kenny drag it on the subway. You treat Kenny club so Kenny? bad. Oh yeah. Oh, he was he was he was uh, watching you back down there yesterday. Uh he watches us wherever we go. Security. We need sidecar. Kenny is our man. And uh, yeah, Kenny's Kenny our man. Is he a dangerous guy? Oh yeah. Is he a dangerous? Oh, uh, he'd fuck you up if he had. Unbelievably to. dangerous. Why not put that on me? I'm a lover. Just because I'm fat, I gotta be. I gotta fight club soda. Kenny. Unbelievably dangerous. If you're asking, that means you're thinking. So I'm just gonna make you know sure you thinking, know, you know right off about? the bat that he mm. kick your ass. Because you know, Norton thinks anybody's tough. He's always like, ah, club soda. Compared Kenny, to him, know. yeah. But uh, I just is he a, is he a dangerous guy? Yeah. For real? Yeah. Look, really? Look deep into his eyes. There's something wrong there. You ever seen Kenny crazy. in action? He likes to skip and do goofy things as a six-five guy. But look into those eyes deep, and you'll see this. Problems and I heard fuck, stories. Fuck him up. I don't know. We've uh, we've uh, discussed that on many occasions. It would be a good fight. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, it, oh, the the Poe, uh, Master Poe, uh, uh, close soda, close soda, Kenny fight. That'd that, be a good one. That'd that's be a, a really movie good. finale fight. That's that's like the that, movie is Poe kicking people's asses and Kenny kicking people's asses and they're on opposite sides or something. Yeah. And then the finale. Oh, is yeah. finally these two are throwing at oh, each really? other. Oh yeah, yeah. it's pay per view. And so. you would know. I just don't know Kenny. I've heard, I've heard, I've seen him for years and heard about him, but I never. I've heard stories like, like I've, I've heard stories about stories. both these guys. Yeah, so. I'm telling you, <laughs> I've known Kenny longer. I would love to give Kenny the edge, but I'm not going to do that because I really don't know. You don't know, but uh, I've heard, I've heard both of the both stories. So uh, you'd I, have to think with what with sharpened sticks. I might have to give Poe the edge. Poe's good with a sharpened stick, but <laughs> knife fight like a sword fighting with knives. I'm talking, I'm talking the one where you gotta put the the woman's uh, what that that thing that they put in their hair, yeah, a kerchief, yeah, in your mouth, and and then you give the other end to the other guy, and you gotta hold it in your teeth as you're having a knife fight. Oh yeah, because so you gotta stay within three feet of each other. You see that? No. God damn, great. Anthony's a. You're like a romantic. That's man. a good knife what is bite. What's wrong with you? That's you, you bite on the end of this silk scarf. That's <laughs> what it is, and it's like three feet long. And the other guy's got the other end of his mouth, and you can't what, let go. What was this doing? And then you're having a knife fight. Medieval time. When was this? Nah, that was in a movie I saw. With David Carradine. Uh, all right. Oh. <laughs> I think if they're both using balloons, then Club Soda Kenny has the edge. How is he going to kill someone with a balloon? No, nah, it'll be a distraction though. I don't know. I think I'd give it to Poe. Why? Because I've never seen Kenny fight balloons. No, fight with balloons. I've seen Poe fight balloons. They got balloons in their hands, right. and then, you know, then they figure out what to do with the balloons. Kenny's mellow, though. I don't think... I think Poe would be more up for it. I don't know. Like, if he's trying to set up Poe, like, dude, just I'm ready. There's this Kenny's just underlying seems mellow. thing with... Ken Kenny is mellow. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying... I'm that not makes saying, him more dangerous. I'm saying Kenny's just like a dude that... Looks like he he's not trying. Like you, you have Poe, no idea. You kind of know uh, uh -huh. he enjoys knowing karate, or or pseudo whatever. Fuck Poe knows. Yeah, but all whatever he knows, he knows, he enjoys knowing it. Enjoys yeah. knowing that you know it. But Kenny, I've never seen Kenny do nothing but ask you, "Do you need some water?" Kenny will walk now, through. We had, a, I'll, I'll tell you really fast. We had a situation at Caroline's at the Jim Norton show. Mm -hmm. I watched Kenny push three guys up the stairs. 
And you, you know how, <laughs> and you know how steep those stairs are, right? Right, right, right. And uh, and Keith the cop was helping out too, and he got pushed up the stairs. Oh, when Kenny has to take uh, care of business, take care of business, it's brutal. He'll smile it and was, tell somebody like, "Have a nice day." And then snap someone's neck with the same smile on his face. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah, the dude. Dangerous. That's a, you know he's, he pushed he's three guys up yep. the stairs, those Caroline stairs, like it was nothing. Yeah, I'd have I'm to. Telling you, I, I don't know who I'd give the edge to. But anyway, J and R music was great yesterday, and yeah. uh, then we went on a shopping spree. A shopping spree wasn't that fun? J and R music, they uh, they own the whole block, a whole block in in New York City. It's unbelievable. Except for some goddamn hardware store, they can't seem to get rid of. Hardware store? Yeah, right in between, like the J and R Music. Oh, that's the guy. And that's the J and R uh, Computer World and stuff like that. Yeah. There's this hardware store sitting there. It looks like it's been there, you know, held it, it sold parts for the Chrysler Building. Yeah. And uh, the uh, they won't leave. They will not leave. Get out of there with your hardware store. We want our electronics, and it's just floor after floor. Great store, man. It's unbelievable. We were under the impression, we're so stupid, we're under the impression that there were J&Rs all over the place. Right. Like, I thought because the, they present themselves like they're everywhere. I even told one of the guys, I, I could have sworn I went to a J&R music out on Long Island, and they started laughing at me. They only have one store, but they advertise so well, you just feel like you've been in their store. Like they're everywhere. And, and the one store they do have is just, it's like five stores. Yeah. Is it Arabs? No, 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 American people. Yeah, yeah. it's unbelievable. There's so many employees. There's an elevator guy that uh, brings you up and down the floors, and yeah, very nice. And then you have to go on the street to go into another department. It's an unbelievable organization. Went over to the computer side and uh, had a field day over there. What'd and you, you were over there by the TVs and the digital I cameras. And I spent three grand yesterday. Oh, he's just get? going crazy. And uh, people know I don't really spend money often. Mm -hmm. I just went nuts. Digital cameras and. PSPs. Those stores that get you all wound up. That TV's at your house already. Oh, yeah. And I got a 32-inch uh, uh, LCD high def for the uh, bedroom. Yeah. Nice. It's already there. It's already hooked up? Nah, it's just on the floor where Kenny left it. Nice. <laughs> you really had Kenny bring it home on the train? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fucking inviting, yeah, inviting problems. Look, man. They were going to deliver it, but it was going to take a day or two. I said, all right. And then, uh, and then we were going to cab it up to, you know, the studio here. And then Kenny said, "I swear to God, he'll get on the phone if he's listening right now." He goes, "Dude, I'll just, I'll just take it to your apartment. I'll carry it for you, Opie." So here's this monster, six-five monster, carrying a 32-inch LCD uh, through the streets of New York, two or three blocks of the subway. It's rush hour on the the tightest subway you can imagine. You and you know the boxes little... are like ten times bigger than the TVs yeah. that are in them. Yeah. You ever get a TV delivered and like the carry boxes? That? How the how did he do He's that? He's a monster. It doesn't matter about monsters. It matters yeah, about a balance. Yeah, and physically. Fucking, you I'm just saying can't. not. I, he, he, he keeps acting like I'm questioning his physical prowess. He's got, I'm saying, he's got, how did he do it? They got cutouts in the box, which is probably meant for two people, but he just yeah. grabbed it on one end, grabbed it on. It was like this. I'm he does have a wingspan like a condor. I'm stretching <laughs> out. And he's fucking carrying insane. your fucking TV <laughs> yeah, on, the, yeah. on a fucking train like yeah. a goddamn slave. You just, you couldn't say. Say nah, don't do. Your your absolutely soul not. Your soul couldn't say, Kenny, don't no, do that, man. No. Yeah, you know, you could have gone to the guys and gone, J and R. Could you have this delivered this afternoon to my house? And they would have absolutely. How much you give them? Huh? How much you give them? Oh, I gave him a few bucks and then I bought him dinner, but then someone else picked up the tab. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because they get expensive through XM. Oh, okay. uh, they insisted, so. They know what Wicklin? It was a, no, it was Mike. Oh, Mike who helped out, right. helped us with the shopping spree. But uh, no, we're on the subway and and the box is just getting in everyone's way. Everyone is annoyed. And you should put that thing together at least before the time it would have took for JNR to deliver it. Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Because now so Ralph, Kenny Ralph feel like a, makes yeah, it's him just like carrying it's it horrible. Up. Yeah, right. He has no gloves, no hat, and he's just carrying like thirty. Could you see he comes over his house in like a month and it's still sitting there in the box? Yeah, you gotta put it up, be? man. You have to put it up. Well, man. yeah, because I could have got it delivered, I guess, today or tomorrow. Exactly. And it's still in the box. You know, sitting you have to you justify can... the fact that yeah. he did that by hooking it up and watching the motherfucking thing. Did you have Kenny have sciatica and fucking? <laughs> twisted twisted vertebrae for you to get your TV today. Ladies and gentlemen, Sidecar Kenny. Here he is. Hey, Club Soda. Good morning, people. Hey. And let, let me start by saying I once got my ass kicked by a dirigible. A dirigible? What's yeah, weren't you talking about balloon fighting? Wasn't that a good opening line? Oh, <laughs> I got no. It's stunk, Kenny. <laughs> you could kick some ass, but you cannot tell a joke. How much money did Opie pay you, Kenny, for this for that fucking fiasco yesterday? Yeah. Let me tell you something. I'm worth every penny of the thirteen five annual salary he gives me. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny, Kenny just <laughs> insists, though. Yeah, Anthony yeah, I, knows. Anthony wants, I know. It's uncomfortable. Anthony wants to throw me under the bus, but the reality is Kenny just insists to the point where you go, all right, just let him do it. I can't use Kenny's services, though, like you do. I don't know what it is, and there's nothing wrong with it, but I can't. Like, I had to make all kinds of airline reservations oh, no. Kenny for, uh, all that for uh, me a now. cruise that I'm going on in April. He takes care of my vacation and everything now. And, and oh, I, yeah. I know I could have called Kenny, and he would book it like a travel agent. And have everything ready for me, but I just can't bring myself to to call him up and do that. And he's offered. No, I pay him though. He he needs the. What's, what's Kenny's job? What's his job title? He's just I'm a personal assistant. He's like a jack of all trades, dude. Yeah. You should call him because I pay him a little extra, and then he's he's got some spending. See, but money. now I got to talk to you. What do you pay him? Because I don't want to make <laughs> either. I don't want to look bad, or I don't want to make you look oh, bad. No. So it has to be the same amount. No, it just it depends on what he's doing for me. See, that's yeah. just it. He booked a hotel <laughs> recently for me, and I, I I threw him what forty fifty bucks to book a hotel, something like that. Yeah, just a quickie. That's a little expensive. Huh? What, what what hotel? It was it was was it, a, was it a pricey hotel? Yeah, well, because everything was sold out. And he got you. Okay, no, that's fine then. All right. Actually, I just you got thought, me into a hotel. I just thought you didn't want to pick up a phone and call a hotel because I've been. Uh, oh no, I won't. I won't do that. I've I, been in a jam where they they have no hotel rooms. No, in, Kenny in knows how to work his way around all this stuff because he knows backstory to the whole thing. Yeah, he works. You know, he was a road manager for Dice for for many years, so he knows the ins and outs. So when yeah. a hotel tells you they're sold out, Kenny knows other ways to possibly get a room in that hotel. And You're not with Dyson anymore, And he Kenny? did just that. No. He don't, no? No, no. No, no he, he, he dumped his whole entourage. I don't know what he does now, but I wish him well. Okay. Yeah, look at that diplomatic well, guy. So, oh, so. yeah, you got it. And then he was on a show recently in uh, Philly, I'm hearing, and saying, uh, and I guess our names came up, and, and he said something like, who are those guys? Who? Yeah. Who are those guys? That's real smart. Anyway, so how was uh, the TV there, Kenny? Can I just state for the record, please don't make a fuss over me. <laughs> you know, you ever hear that song, you gotta be cruel to be kind? That's how you In act. the right measure. In the right yeah. measure. Of course, Kenny. Yeah. Is I that mean, it? 
like Opie's making like a big fuss, like, is it really heavy? You know, are you okay? Do you want to take a break? But he should be. I felt I'm... guilty because he has no gloves on. You can tell he's freezing. Oh, and it was 19 degrees out. Have 19 you ever degrees brought your own TV up some stairs? Oh. oh. You know how I bring a TV up? I bought, a, I bought one of those same that that, that Opie got. Yeah. I, I, you're not supposed to turn it upside down? No. I roll it up the stairs, like, in, nah. in by in, like, flip each step. Boop, boop, Let me boop. tell you something, You're not supposed Patrice. to do that, but they're so heavy. Right. The only thing that motivates you to do that is the fact that you're going to unwrap it and look at a brand new, nice pull, pull TV. Out, pull that gives you, like, extra strength to get it up the <laughs> stairs, because it's your fucking TV. Kenny, on the other hand... Just has to bring it in. Hey, he's not going to get to enjoy that television. Kenny, I was going to buy you dinner last night, too. You know that, right? Oh, I know. All right. You're a sweetheart. And, and then Mike said, no, man, I could write this off because it's a, it's a business expense. I'm like, all right, cool. So yeah, come you. No, no. Every I know, but that's, but that's paperwork. Sweetheart. Yeah. I, sweetheart. The, last, the last trip to D.C., uh -huh. I didn't even bother you know, handing in my receipts. It's too much work. It's I haven't expensed ass. one it's goddamn thing. One thing. I have not expensed one thing for this company in a year and three months. Please they probably owe me hundreds of thousands of dollars. Forward your receipts to me and I'll take care of Yeah, he really? Does, he does that for me every once in a while, Would he too. do that, too? When he's on the road with us? Can yeah. he do your taxes? No, yeah, he right. doesn't do that, but he'll do my expense reports for me. I'll hand him the receipts and he'll fill out the paperwork. He that, knows how to do this That stuff. I would do. I, would I don't know how to do. do this shit. I don't want to learn how to do this shit. I'm at a point in my life, you know, if I'm if I can pay someone to do this, great. You shouldn't have to do it. I hate I all that stuff. Always have. I'll give him a percentage, like a you percentage of the expense. <laughs> Look at Obi's face. He's not scratching. Obi's like, no, percentage my Ixnay on the Erpe Energy. <laughs> That's right. That's called a raise. <laughs> <laughs> you see his face? He's like, oh, oh shit. No, oh, Itching. <laughs> Flat feet. Flat feet, you idiot. Flat feet. <laughs> You guys are so talented. You shouldn't have to be worrying about those menial tasks oh. like that. You bring so much joy to millions of people every day with your radio. Listen to this guy. I know, Ken. I know. How does he have the, have the skills of Jackie Chan and and the, and also the skills of Helen the secretary at the same time? <laughs> I don't understand it. He does. Who even take? You know, all my life will be little, taken up with learning how to fuck people up. I won't even know how to read. Is my no we, a little known? Uh, uh, fact about Club Soda Kenny, he could get his hair into a nice beehive. <laughs> yeah. It's very attractive. When he's in secretary mode. When, when we were in Vegas, we'd come down off the elevator, and he would be standing there with a bottle of water, coffee Starbucks. for us, for the girls. for Like, he knows what everyone wants. It's taken care of. The guy is a saint. The he's first Club joy. Soda experience I've had uh, in terms of anyone, anything further than how you're doing. Yeah, and walking away quickly is uh, the Halloween party. Where he's, yeah, he just you saw it in action. Once he said, oh, "Okay, Patrice is with Opie and these guys. I right, need any water." He takes care. Yeah, he takes care of business. And you know, I must apologize to Patrice because I'm a little remiss that I don't pay enough accolades to him because he's a giant in the industry also. Yes, he is, and he's been killing for us the last week and a half. Thank you, Kenny. I enjoy him on the radio. I enjoy his stand-up. 
and I enjoy his personality personally. Unfortunately, uh, people don't enjoy you on the radio, so we're going to move on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I want to thank you for carrying my TV yesterday. <laughs> oh, my God. From J&R to the subway. A public thank you for that. Yeah, the they are telling subway. us you got to go. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I, I should be seen and not heard. I'm like that little puppy that just, like, sits there and waits for an order. All right. And you're adorable just like a puppy, Kenny. There there you go. Thank you. Thank you. See you tomorrow. All right. <laughs> All right, Kenny. Yeah, I guess uh, there are there are rumors that uh, there's going to be hundreds of our listeners outside the studio tomorrow. That's hundreds. what I'm hearing. Hundreds of listeners outside That's our studio. That's what I'm hearing. 111 West 57th Street. Uh, because we're going to help uh, Howard say goodbye to regular radio. Why not join in? And if you want to join us, it's tomorrow morning. Uh, join your fellow pests outside the studio. But I I'm hearing hundreds. That's what they're promising me. I don't know. Do people mm -hmm. have time to change plans like that? I yeah, why not? No, no, no. I'm saying like take a Friday off, come in and uh, no, 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 hang I mean, out with a bunch of O and A fans. They're going to be drinking after the event. And no, I mean if, somebody, if you guys had like something like you was you was doing that, mm -hmm. what what I was doing, right? Yeah. And then. Somebody did that to you. Oh, no, Wait, there's Is no there time, time enough they, to stop the, what you thought, what you was nah, planning to change? They're past the fail-safe mark. They nah. have to now do what they were going to do. Really? Yeah. Yeah, no. Nah, it's nah. all planned out. That's whatever, right. Whatever they're doing. That's right. So, we got uh, lots of radio do, to do today. Um, we made the USA Today, in the Lifeline section, front page. We seem to be piggybacked. Well, every, that, every satellite story that comes out. <laughs> everyone's talking about Howie. It's his, uh, you know, it's his moment in the sun. We had the same thing happen in a little over a year ago. When you go uh, from regular radio to satellite, uh, they make a big deal out of it. Uh, so there's a whole article on Howie leaving and stuff, and uh, and we get about uh, two paragraphs in the uh, article, and uh, it doesn't make us happy today. <laughs> so we might have another mission for well, the, for the pests. You gotta look at the source. Opie. You have to look at the source of the quote. Okay. Inside Radio. Inside Radio. This is a uh, uh, website, I guess. InsideRadio.com. Yeah. They. Um, it's a radio industry website, but it's a broadcast radio. Any of these radio websites that are up there now, like the New York Radio Message Board, Radio Info, FMQB.com is another one. These are big, like, radio traditional... Yeah, traditional broadcast radio sites. They aren't too hip to satellite radio. Uh, the people that, that go on their message boards and whatnot don't like satellite radio. They don't see it succeeding. They they have this vision of it like it's not even there. They're Meanwhile, old, it's growing by leaps and bounds every day. They're old fogies. It's like yeah. back in the day when the Beatles started to hit. And there were yeah. people going, ah, ah, the Beatles, please. They refuse to get satellite radio, so they don't know... Uh, what impact satellite has, how people are enjoying it, right. uh, how how great it is to, to own, a uh, great alternative to regular radio. Uh, so you got to kind of look at the source. They really are, they're out of touch with uh, technology and what's going on in satellite radio. Well, this is irresponsible uh, journalism, mm -hmm. though. Because i got to tell you one thing. We've been doing radio a long time, Anthony and I, together, well over 10 years now, right? And... Uh, I don't know. I've never felt more exposure for our show. Yep. 
than what's going on right now. Never. We've, we have so much national attention, and we never had this type of national attention on regular radio. Here and there we did. Here and there we'd get our, our chance to be on a national uh, TV show or do this or that and mm-hmm. maybe go in a penthouse. So we had it, but nothing to the extent that we're seeing now. We're in, we're in articles every day. Yeah. Like, our exposure is way the fuck up there. We're on the back page of the, the New York Post today. XM took out another great... Opie and Anthony uh, advertising. Yeah. You know, Opie and Anthony only on XM Radio. It's on the back page of the New York Post, which is basically the sports... Well, it is the sports section. Yep. And we got great exposure on that uh, today. So this guy, uh, Tom Street, editor of Inside Radio, he writes, And although Street predicts Stern will succeed, he also says Stern faces the possibility of fading in the media limelight as radio shock jocks Opie and Anthony did when they moved to XM. Fading in the radio. Well, we, we faded in terrestrial radio, that's for sure. We're not on that anymore. We didn't fade away, though. But, uh, yeah. We, we didn't fade away at all. We got a lot of attention because of our assault on the media campaign. That was yeah. a huge national thing that just happened, what, last week? Mm-hmm. So that's something fresh that he could have uh, referenced, actually. No, nothing. And then uh, he, he says, I think you can look at what happened to Opie and Anthony, who are talented guys... And at the same time, you could say they become far less visible. That's on the... regular radio. <laughs> yeah. Far less visible. Because we're not on radio. On broadcast radio. Our audience at this point is huge. Yeah. And growing every day. Just trust me on that. It's huge. We can't keep up with the email that comes in. We just can't mm-hmm. keep up with it. It's gotten to that point. And it's just going to get better from here. So to say we just kind of faded away is just irresponsible. Getting bashed by inside radio um, it doesn't really bother me. really doesn't. You've got to look at the source. I understand, like but I it's said. in USA Today. That's, that's a, a pretty big uh, newspaper. Yeah. And it's on the front page of the life section. Well, it's maybe like we ought to show... In the middle of the paper. It's not buried. It's right on the front page of the lifeline Maybe section. we ought to show inside radio uh, how much we've faded away. Maybe uh, our listeners can show them that uh, you're all, you only number maybe 10 or 20 uh, people and go to InsideRadio.com. Isn't there a dash in there somewhere? No, it's just InsideRadio.com. It's just InsideRadio.com. I check out their website every morning to see there what's you going go. on in the radio. Maybe our world. listeners want to check out InsideRadio.com and uh, uh, send a couple emails maybe. Is that an order, guy. sir? That is a you know order. All right. That's all I need to know. That's it. Go ahead. That's Have fun. Have fun know. with it, kids. <clears throat> you want to throw me that box of tissues there, Hawk? Are you a little under the weather? No, I just, you know, got a little, little moisture. Yeah. Oh, oh, very good. It's not It's not like, you know, I got to blow it, but it gets chilly. Patrice's <laughs> <laughs> like, what's wrong with you guys? <laughs> all right. Let's say hi to Big Ass Member. He was at the JNR Music thing yesterday. What's up, Big Ass Member? Also known as BAM. Yes, also known as BAM. Getting ready for tomorrow morning. Just planning and planning. Getting more and more pests. Signing up every minute. Seems to be a, um, a uh, I don't know, almost a coup. A coup uh, looking to happen in the ONA Army <laughs> between uh, BAM here and uh, Dugout Doug. No, you guys got to stay together. Yeah, Stop I, with this nah, crap. You don't need I, dissension in the ranks. <laughs> Absolutely not. 
Now, I love Doug. He's great. For once, can we all just oh, stay together? See, they're, they're, they're trying to pull power from each other. Listen, There's, man, you have to address it now before. It, don't let it. Don't let it boil. And that's what girls do. Let it boil underneath. You right. gotta let it out. Maybe mm -hmm. y'all should fight, or maybe you should have a talk, or and just con somebody got to concede. You can't let this happen. You can't do that. We got to do it like Hitler or Stalin does. And every so often, just kill everybody. <laughs> Get a whole new. Yeah, you batch. can't have this undercurrent of, no. uh, of of I'm better than you. Kind right. Of thing. You know that we have fan sites that hate each other. How, yeah, they battle. How does with that make sense? They battle with each it's other. Not good, man. They they have started these sites for the same reason. They both both sides love the Opie and Anthony show, but these sites hate each other. Yeah. It's amazing. It's mind-boggling. You can't have that kind of this. You can't. You can't have as you know, like again, seeing from. Uh, Scarface, you yeah. Know, you, you expect me to believe Omar was a stoolie because <laughs> Sosa said so? Sosa said so. You can't do that, man. You cannot. No. You gotta. You gotta just massage each other's back. The, the, just give it to them in, in terms of uh, what is it? Seniority or some shit? You mm -hmm. can't. You can't beef. You cannot beef. Yeah, you guys gotta stick together. Yeah, absolutely. So, the army. The army loves each other. And so this is this is really a call right now to everyone who's. Um, you, you, there is that dissension between different message boards, but this is a time for everyone. Night, everyone to get out there tomorrow morning. Um, it's going to be a massive march. We're going to take on Hoo Hoo. Um, we're going to bring it right to his face and, and just say, "Hey, listen, we're here, and this is this is what we're about." You've been ripping off people for years, and we're going to start telling the truth. And now. we are the pioneers. That's yes. right. And you guys can't embarrass us tomorrow. You guys got to have some numbers tomorrow. You don't want them to show up then. If, if twenty oh. people show up at the station with a couple cute signs, we're fucked. We look like idiots. Yeah. Absolutely. Everyone should actually now because I, uh, there's a rumor that he might be moving things slightly earlier earlier um, should probably get to the station at latest at latest by 7:30 um, just you know just so everyone's there with plenty of time for us to make it over um, we're going to be meeting outside of XM, which is on 57th Street between 6th and 7th, and uh, we'll be walking over. All right, and uh, it's a call to arms, so whoever wants to join uh, the gang, come on down. Call to arms. Here's the deal, though. I mean, we've been saying it for uh, uh, well over a week now. You guys got to be peaceful. You have to. You Absolutely. have to keep it peaceful. We sent out a detailed list of instructions on how people have to behave when they attend. Um, you know, including you know, no fighting, no bringing air horns, bull horns, anything like that. That might cause any trouble at all. Uh, if there's any problems, you find the police and you just behave yourself. All right. Surely visual. There's one more plug I got to give. I, I know I gave uh, uh, Metro Printing yesterday in Cage in North Cal. Yeah. I got to just say thank you to Brandon McKinney, a.k.a. Balloon Not B on Whackback. He actually designed the cartoon on the Pest T-shirt. They got T-shirts made, banners made. Which is absolutely phenomenal. Make sure you guys have a lot of XM logos. Absolutely. We have tons. Mm. And... um. I, I have one more little uh, tease for the pest. Yeah. Um, we actually have foam middle fingers that say hoo-hoo on it. <laughs> <laughs> like a sporting event. <laughs> oh, that's so, great. Uh, We're looking for the pest to be more clever as we move forward, so... Absolutely. I'm going to state that every time we talk about the pest. Because a lot of people are like, ah, oh, the pest. They're going to get the Opie and Anthony in trouble eventually. I don't think so. We love the pest. We love what they do for the show. We just want them to be smarter and more clever. That's I mean, all. I Sonny Piss and uh, uh, Michael Piss. You know what I mean? Corleone? Yeah. Is, is there a sunny, bunch of sunny pests? Where they bunch gotta, of sunnies, yeah. You know, dad got to say, shut your fucking got, mouth. You don't tell everybody. Now, in general, they they've, they've uh, have stayed out of trouble, the pests. Yeah. And, 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 and they've done some great work for us. Because BAM sounds political. BAM sounds like, uh, you know, mm -hmm. one, one of the, one of the uh, 
the negotiators and yeah. shit. And so it was Dougie Doug like, you know, let's chop a head off and Doug is more sunny. Off. Yeah, he's a hothead. <laughs> That's what it is. That's yeah. the faction that I Doug is a, you know, I like Doug, but he's a hothead. <laughs> you make the deal, Bam. You make the deal. We do heard Doug last night on Pal Talk. Hold oh, my crap. God. I was laughing my balls we off. We have Doug on the line, too. One Doug out, Doug. What? The Pal Talk? Uh, it's, just, it's just practice for being assholes. Yeah, oh, you can hear Actually, it. Anthony was explaining Pal Talk uh, and what you guys have been doing uh, lately. In the, office, in the I, office, I was talking about it. We hadn't even hit on it on the air yet, but last night I go into this thing. It's called Pal Talk, and uh, it's a we like a webcams. You get your webcam, and you can hook up, and now you can look at people on their webcams, chat uh, either through text or through microphones. So you're talking back and forth, and you could see people in front of their computers doing whatever. Girls show their tits, and, you know, it's just kind of a hang. And there's a, a whack bag room. So I'm hanging out in there and, uh, you know, just talking about things and laughing. And then they go on these room raids that are so fucking funny. Because uh, there's different categories of rooms that you go to on this pal talk. There's uh, adults-only sections, and then there's um, ethnic sections, sexual sections. And then on, under all those sections, there's a whole bunch of subsections, you know, by men looking for blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, proud Africans look, and you go there, and it's just like these guys are like the the guys up the street in Times Square, just talking, right, you know, right. fuck the white man, the white devil, <laughs> the we Israelites. gotta rise up, yeah, the Israelites. <laughs> and uh, then these guys go on these room raids where I am laughing my ass off because they got, dude, they got more sound clips, uh, the listeners, than we do, and they play them in these rooms. So we go into a few of the black rooms, and Dugout Doug starts playing some of our favorite songs that we've played on this. Like, this guy gets through pontificating about, you know, the white devil is holding us down, my brothers. We must rise up. And, and goes on for like 15 minutes. And you sit there listening, and then all of a sudden you see a little microphone appear next to Dugout Doug's name, and you go, oh, no. He goes, well, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to play a little song that I think tells you my feelings. About the house next door to me was sold to niggers. It is so funny. Yeah, this one will kick up. And this is over. Now they can all hear this. There's like 50 black people listening. And this guy was just preaching with his heart out about about the white man and the devil. And that's why Dougie Doug. Oh, Doug out. You can hear the fucking. That's the. You can hear where the problem is. Dude, it is. Doug is a headhunter. He has. He has angst. Oh yeah. He doesn't care about you guys. No. He just wants death. He wants to be in there with heads up on spikes. <laughs> where people come to worship him, and then you know, uh, uh, fucking big ass members probably going, and he's you know he's probably a little nervous of Doug, you know, met, and he goes, he does this. Uh, you well, know, Doug, people aren't gonna pay attention if you come. We you know, want black pests too, you know. Doug, there's a part of what you do. There's a part of what you, you do that does serve a purpose, but. <laughs> I didn't know you could imitate Pat from SNL. Yeah. Jesus. Doug, can you stop antagonizing for five fucking oh, minutes? Oh, it is the funniest goddamn thing. And then the gay rooms. You go into the gay rooms again, uh, some gay guy will just be going on and on about the gay lifestyle and how, you know, this, uh, there's so much gay bashing going on. 
and uh, boom, we'll pop in. And uh, I had a little fun last night. Uh, Andrew Dice Gay made an appearance <laughs> in one of the gay rooms, which was a lot of fun. Uh, I was instantly bounced from the room. They threw me right the they, fuck out. They banned you. Oh, banned. <laughs> banned in a second. I was like, why can't two men just enjoy each other's assholes? <laughs> boom, gone, out of the gay room. Oh, I thought you were typing, Andrew No, Dice no, you Gay. could say it. Yeah, okay, I got it now. Because when you were telling me in the office, I'm like, you were imitating Dice. Uh, what? No, you can, you can actually no, say it. I got it now. And then yeah, you, you look at everybody, because everybody else from Whack Bag is up on their cameras and everything. Right. So you look and just watch everybody laughing their asses off. It's like Patrice, you're hanging out. It's very fun. You do realize at this point, the Opie and Anthony show just doesn't end. We just we just pop in four hours a day. These guys continue with no. the Opie and Anthony show on their own. Oh my god! That's what this man. has become. That, by the way, was like it's a whole life eleven o'clock last guys. night. You I should have these two come down. You should have these two come down and and do a, do a, a, some type of handshake. I I, I just know yeah. people. I'm a genius with this shit. There's a problem here that has to stop. Is there a problem Doug, between you, you guys? You can hear the way Doug gets on the phone. You heard like man's like you know hey guys. You didn't hear Doug not once agree no. with no air horns. <laughs> he can't. He gave motherfuckers the, the two-wink and bring a air horn, motherfucker. Somebody's ears are getting blown. I want to see somebody's drum on the floor, on the fucking floor, bleeding. He's fucking curse from Apocalypse Now, Doug man. gets on the phone. Hello? What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> Bam's like, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, um, yes. yes. We're going to be down there. We're stressing that people come and the numbers. Are... And the Doug, world. I don't give a fuck if it's just me. Someone's going down. And this pest name. Motherfucker, I want to be a bug. <laughs> fuck pests. Nigga, that's faggy shit. Uh, uh, this is Bam like hyena. Bam like the loyal uh, yeah. order of uh, pests. They're gonna be pests and hyenas. Hello, he taps a glass with a pen. Ding, 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 ding. Hello, uh, calm down, right, calm let's, down. Let's see what's going on here. So, Doug, what do you got? <laughs> Jesus, there's Christ. your there's your intro. A ten minute intro yeah. for Doug. Yeah. Doug today. Beautiful. <laughs> no, uh, I just I just really know how to push people's buttons. And one of the most entertaining things in the world is people reacting. Uh, I just love that. More see, that's why I love Doug. See, I, I understand that. I'm the same way. And that's reaction. why when I do get MySpace, eventually I'm only going to have one friend, Dugout Doug. That's it. Because hey, he me? understands. Huh? What about me? Bam? Yeah. Uh, you're more uh, like a... <laughs> You're more like a friend that Anthony would want. Uh, but I'm the same way as Doug. That's how I know. It's just like, it's not, that's what, it just leaves the problem. See, that's, that's what why, I'm saying. Yeah. I'm the same way. I like that's, to see people hurt. That's why this show works yep. so well. You know, Anthony, much more diplomatic than I. I I'm just like the, an ass. I'll I'm sit just a, back. I'm just an ass. I'll sit back and laugh my ass off. Like when, last night, uh, one of the guys, Kev Slider, black guy, comes on. To the boy, and he's a friend, yeah. and he's part of you know whack bag and everything, and comes on, and he is greeted by some of the most racist clips and songs by the members <laughs> of that fucking board. <laughs> it's hysterical, <laughs> and I just sit back and laugh my ass oh. off. You guys are a rip on that fucking. All right, so thing. Doug, what do you got today? Uh, yeah. So tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. Yes, and tomorrow. and you have no real problem with Bam, right? No, absolutely not. No, we get along. Sam and I work very closely on this, actually, uh, on the phone every day, uh, emailing. Uh, he he did most of the legwork on this because he's up there, and, and I'm probably not going to be able to make it up there due to the fact that i got to take a test because I'm trying to get a job. Uh, <laughs> he um, he's, he's done a lot of the work, and, is, I mean, if this thing goes off, it is it is – Attributed mostly to him if it goes Ooh. off the way it is because yeah. he, he accolades. All right, that sounds good. You guys That's honestly good. think there's gonna be hundreds of people there? Yeah, absolutely. Man, Representing us, lots of messages, and what absolutely. we're banking on is we're banking on uh, 
you know, people that aren't part of message boards showing up, you know, just showing up for the free uh, free lunch uh, that we're supplying tomorrow. And yeah, where's uh, free lunch again? Uh, at the Hard Rock. Hard Rock Cafe, <laughs> Hard Rock that's Cafe. right. What's yeah, the success absolutely. in numbers and what's the failure in numbers, you would say? Well, a noticeable, oh, mm. huge, huge noticeable presence. Anything? It all depends on how many numbers he has there also. So Yeah, that's what it's got to be. Yeah, anything it's got to be a huge noticeable number. Anything less than like... Uh, Anything less than 200 people tomorrow? Going to need a lot of people. Going to need a lot of people. And uh, but Actually, we fucked up uh, one of his rallies uh, with XM's help, and we only used like 25 people. We only had 25 people. The thing is, the props. fucked it up. These people have what I will call the props that uh, will really make a statement. It'll make, you can make four people look like 40 with I, some of the stuff I've seen uh, that they are Have you heard with that story tomorrow. yet, Patrice? Mm-mm. When Howie announced he's going to satellite, right? He does this big rally down in Union Square, and and um, there was a lot of people there. Not gonna lie to you, there was a there was a lot, and we uh, coordinated this whole thing. We got we got hotel rooms. We had walkie talkies. We had this whole thing that we worked out, right? And just as he hit the stage, we went go go go. Anthony and I were watching from above from a hotel room on the whole damn thing. See, this is why we're going to win eventually, because we still have the passion to do this shit. He's too fucking lazy just driving around in big limos, and he, do- he doesn't give a fuck anymore. That's a fact. So it's just a matter of time. We, we spent a lot of time and effort on this whole thing. We, we were in this hotel room on a ledge with walkie-talkies, Aunt and I, watching the whole scene down below, and we gave the signal, go, go, go. And then uh, people, and there was only like 25, 30, came from all directions with huge Opie and Anthony XM banners and just just infiltrated the whole mess that was going on down there. We have pictures of Howard staring right at the XM stuff with the look of he just wanted to kill There's somebody. And he it's was like, so fucking pissed. And any time he's out now doing any kind of public appearance, there they are. The yeah, pests the pests are there will... every single time, right in his face. That's I, one of our so, mantras. Wherever I mean, he goes, we go. Simple it, as it that. It goes to show just who has a passion. I mean, they were talking about showing up at your J&R music appearance yesterday and not a single... One no. showed. No. Not one. No. Because uh, he doesn't give a fuck about his listeners when it comes down to it. Doug and uh, Bam, here's uh, Daniel from Alabama. Let's see how uh, well you two are appreciated here. Please let Doug and Bam kill each other. It's time for the pest to die, and these two faggots are the main ones. They add nothing to the show aside from boring conversation. Fuck Doug, he's an ass cunt. Oh, shut up, well, the cunt, and the fucking enjoy the show and be a fan of the show and get in on it. All right. Daniel uh, from Alabama doesn't seem to like you. All right, we got to move on, guys. So, Doug, I, you have anything else? Yeah, anybody that's been listening in the past week learned a little bit about what happened with you guys in the two years that you were off. Yeah. Just the pure fact that you guys could have been on the air sooner if Howard wasn't such a fucking pussy should anger some of the original listeners from the NEW days to get out there and get in his face and show him how much of an asshole he is. You can tell him. You can tell his fans. We had to suffer through bullshit mediocre radio from October to May till you guys got your bones back. Let's face it, and we fucking paid extra for it. Thank you. Thank you, Doug. So we got to get in there, and we got to let Howard know, face-to-face, right. face, man-to-man, that he is a piece of shit for keeping you guys down the way he did. All right. Yeah, 7.30 tomorrow morning outside XM Studios on 57th. I hear there might be a special mission that evening, though. <laughs> I don't okay. even want to know. Mm-hmm. All right, Doug, thanks. Bye. Uh, Bam, thank you. No problem. Remember, keep it peaceful. Yep, see you tomorrow. All right. Bye-bye. And really fast, uh, Boston Strangler. 
Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, Doug. Hey, Bam. I just want to reinforce that there should be no fighting amongst certain other fan boards. Um, Factions. You don't want... Excuse me? The factions. No, no, yeah, he's talking about the the fan sites for uh, hoo-hoo. Sure. Right. Correct. Um, and basically, keep it clean. We're there to humiliate Howard, and that's about it. All right. Thank you, Boston Strangler. Anything else? I don't, I don't, I don't think he's going to be too proud of that call. <laughs> I don't think Boston Strangler and the the fans, when they critique everything that happens... Every single fucking thing. You know what happens? Up. You see, because Bam... And Doug, we're on the show here today. Mm. Uh, now there will be uh, message boards. We'll comment and critique everything that was said, everything, the, uh, the way they came across, and everything. Now Boston Strangler, you're not going to fare too well. Is he? A, is he a uh, 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 card carry member there? Oh yeah, 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 yeah absolutely, one. absolutely. All right. Uh, oh, uh, Montana wants in real fast. Then we got to move on to one of our favorite DJs of all time, Frankie Blue. Let's say hi to Bryce in Montana. Bryce. Yeah, I was just calling in regard to the article saying you guys faded away. I mean, just where I'm from should tell everybody that you guys didn't didn't do anything but grow. I, who in Montana knew who the fuck ONA was before you guys were on XM? Yeah, see, that's something that uh, Inside Radio do, doesn't uh, understand. That uh, well, now we're how, we're nationwide. How how he thinks he's gonna grow? He's been everywhere. He's been on the fucking TV. He's been on all the radio stations around the nation. Everybody's fucking sick of him. Everybody's already heard of him. You guys, there's a bunch of us that drive truck at night that bullshit on the phone, and when it hits 5 o'clock out here, nobody talks because O&A's on. Uh, thank you, Bryce. I appreciate that. All right, man. Punch out. You see? He's spreading yeah, the word. fading away. We're all over the country. This is like natural syndication. Yeah. It's just oh, like yeah. You, yeah. you don't have to make deals. You just It's a virus, You're man. I'm everywhere. You, just, you that are guy, Bryce, has already turned some other truckers onto the show. That's why <laughs> we call it the old corner of the country you go to, that's it. We're available. We're there. All right. We got to talk about Frankie Blue. Frankie Blue made the paper again. And it was about a year ago that this all went down. Yes. We're, we're finally going to get into real radio here, so... Uh, Faded, fading away. By the way, we were involved in this story too. Remember when the uh, the story broke and we played the audio, oh, yeah. and we were all over the news uh, when that story broke because we were the first ones to play the audio of this guy uh, on the air, drunk, and that's why he got fired. Right. Exactly. Well, um, <laughs> the abused DJ is suing. From abused this story. DJ. This is one of our favorite tapes since coming to Satellite Radio, by the way. Uh, bad Mix Boss, Abused DJ Sues. This went down a year ago. Mm -hmm. This guy, Frankie Blue, was like one of these PDs that was legendary, had a lot of uh, a lot of power. Oh, when you heard, like, uh, when the industry heard, you know, Frankie Blue's coming to a station, everybody goes, oh, Frankie Blue. Holy oh, shit. wow. Frankie now they Blue. need business. Now they're serious oh, about getting the station on the map. Fucked. Right, right, right. He's going to he's gonna play the better Donna Summer records. Damn, <laughs> damn, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is how they're reporting it in the New York Post this morning. A popular DJ is suing Mix 1027 FM, saying the station allowed her old boss <laughs> to put her through jingle hell. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> It's a good ah. joke. Jingle Hell for skipping their 2004 Christmas party. Yvonne uh, Velasquez says former program director Frankie Blue physically assaulted her for not sharing in the company's holiday cheer. Who the fuck are you 
not to come to our Christmas party. Velasquez suit quotes Blue as screaming, you are such a fucking diva, he continued. This is mm. stuff we had no idea about. We wow. Just, we just got the tape yeah. of him actually going on the air. Uh, let's see, you're a fucking diva, he continued. What did you think? You're, you're better than everybody? Blue followed up that performance by going on air. So this is the shit that happened yeah. before he went on we air. We always wondered what had happened that took the jock that was supposed to be on the air off the air and allowed Frankie Blue to then take her place drunk off his ass yeah. and uh, broadcast. Yeah, he had Our a... own Earl was there, by the way. That's right. He was running the board. And, so. he, and he said that there was a problem between the two. He didn't get to hear it, though, right. but he saw it through the glass. Right. And this is apparently what was said now. This so woman I, is uh, saying he, he was saying this stuff to her. I think to bring everyone into the story, they had this weird thing where they had the Christmas party at like lunchtime. Yeah. Or in the middle of the day or something like that. And uh, she, I guess they assumed if you had to work after the Christmas party, you weren't going to get tanked. Right. <laughs> well, I, I've been in a situation uh, in my career where they have these Christmas parties, and I'm the dude that has to go on the air, so you're exactly right. Yeah. You're you, like, God damn, everyone's getting drunk around you. You can't. You can't, you know, and especially back then. I didn't have any power. I went on the air drunk. I was fired the next day. Right. No problem. So that's probably what happened. So she decides not to go to the Christmas party. Frankie Blue comes back from the Christmas party. He's fucking hammered. So we think. He's on something. It's obvious. We got when the you tape. hear the tape, please. And now he's yelling and screaming at her and calling her a fucking diva. What did you think? Uh, you're better than everybody? Blue followed up that performance by going on air where he allegedly used the F word again and referred to the station by the wrong call letters. He was bounced from the station a few weeks later. Yeah, he went on the air and started uh, uh, using the call letters of the competition where he made big. Right. The party, the suit says the X-rated uh, Christmas rant happened on December 15th. 2004, which is a year ago today, by the way, when Velasquez showed up at 7.30 p.m. for her 8 p.m. on-air shift. The party had taken place earlier that day, and Velasquez had earlier told Blue she had to miss it because of family obligations, the suit says. By the time she arrived at the station, Blue was seeing red anyway and verbally abused and discriminated against the married mother of two, the suit says. All you care about are your kids and being a mother, the suit says. He screamed at her in front of other employees. You don't care about this job. All you care about is your family. Oh, my God. What are you doing, man? <laughs> you cunt. Yeah. What are you doing having family values, bitch? Oh, shit. <laughs> he then began, wow, he then began violently grabbing and shaking Velasquez, pushing uh -oh. her into his office where he pinned her up against the wall, the suit says. Oh, boy. And he punched the wall next to her face three times while screaming, fucking diva. Oh, boy. This was all before he went on the air, and we got the tape of him on the air. It's coming up in a minute or two here. Velasquez and her aide wound up having to run down the staircase with Blue chasing her, the suit says. While driving home to get away from him, she turned on the radio and heard Blue on the air during her time slot, at times mumbling, slurring, and cursing, the suit says. <laughs> yeah, he was gone. Her yeah, 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 go feed your fucking kid. Yeah. Her, her $1 million uh, suit says the incident caused her severe permanent personal injuries. Well, of course it did. Severe permanent personal injuries? These lawsuits, you know, of what? course the guy was an asshole to her, but is. this ain't worth a million bucks. This ain't worth ten bucks. You had a hard time at work. Your boss was an asshole. He got fired. There you go. I don't know. Violent punching against the wall near your face is a little bigger than a hard right, time. Ten bucks. Before a guy, before a bitch, it's, 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 it's at least half a mil. It probably puts up a worse. 
You never know. Yeah, sexual harassment, but not violence. I mean, a booty squeeze is different from just punching a fucking wall next to your face. Yeah. Permanent injuries. Ah, Severe permanent, permanent injuries, personal though. injuries. <laughs> she wakes up with nightmares. Yeah. <gasps> oh, 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 Frankie, I do love my child. <laughs> it, it also names Mix 1027 and its owners charging they had ignored Blue's earlier bizarre behavior toward her, including repeatedly commenting on her looks and toes. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Bitch, look at the... Look at the one next to the big toe. It's longer. How you feel about that, ugly toe ho? Yeah, yeah, Who hired this ugly toe bitch? Do you think she laughed? When you look like you're you walking do... on coals all day long. <laughs> <laughs> rusty foot bitch? <laughs> what, you gonna go take care of your rusty toe kid? Stinking ass hoe. Uh, you think she laughed, though, when he did the toe shit? No. Like, before that? No. Like some, no, because some, some of these suits... That that people bring up, it sounds real bad. But as it's happening, people are kind of like, oh well, yeah, that toe is bigger, <laughs> you know, because it's your boss and you want to keep your job she, and she shit. Didn't cry. And he's talking about my toes, and she put her foot up. Do you think my toe? I can't. I can't wear open toed shoes anymore. <laughs> and my fucking did like, you do got some ugly feet, bitch. <laughs> Uh, if it uh, pleases the court, we'd like to look at her feet. Uh, Your Honor, if you would look, that is an ugly foot. Yeah, boy! <laughs> it gets better. I will allow it. All right, let me back up. So, uh, his bizarre behavior toward her, including repeatedly commenting on her looks and toes, and his penchant for getting unusually physically close to her during her shows. Uh-oh. <laughs> this, fuck, this poor lady has a family, just wants to do her shift and go home. And he has the fucking uh, hats for it. Radio's filled with these you know, these people that they just want to do their dumb shift, play their stupid tunes, and go home. Get out of there. Got to deal with a Frankie Blue. Ah, and it just goes on. Also suing Blue in the station is Velasquez, uh, uh, her husband, Brian, who says he has been deprived of the comfort of society. Get no pussy. And oh, companionship boy. on his wife because of the incident. Because <laughs> he agreed with the feet thing. He oh. said, oh, baby, stop it. You know you got some ugly feet. And she's like, oh. Stop giving them pussy. Holy shit. Baby, could you suck on my toes tonight? Nigga, I'll sue that bitch. I wouldn't even sue. This is guys are so pussy, man. Can you do Pat Pat again? (laughs) (laughs) I know that you're imitating her. You're not doing it as well. Or he or whatever the fuck that character was. I'm calling you out. I get it. We don't know. (laughs) I finally get it. It. <laughs> Finally, fucking fuck sewer for not getting. Up. I would be like, bitch, you better oh. get over it. Yeah, Patrice, have you get ever heard this audio? It. No. Oh my god. All right, so there's the story. So he's doing all this shit and calling her a fucking diva for not going to the Christmas party and pinning her up against a wall and punching the wall next door and all that crap. Uh-huh. So now she just leaves the building. She's out of there. Fuck you. I'm I'm out of here. So he has to go on the air because he's the program director. A highly, highly respected program director. And uh, listen to this. Someone uh, gave us this tape. Mm-hmm. I love this song. Nelly featuring Tim McGraw. This is Frankie Blue. 
Now, you know, for the last several weeks, we've been um, giving you a chance to win $50,000 in cash in the Mix 1027 redo and plus win a Toyota Scion. And I think that is going to happen tomorrow morning. <laughs> tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Ricky, RuPaul, Kim will pick a winner and go to that winner's pick house like publishing clearance. Publishing or whether clearance. it's a house or it's a job. We're coming we, to you, baby. We're going to find you and we're going to reward you with $50,000 in a brand new Toyota and um, I don't, I don't see how you cannot be happy about that. This is Frankie Blue. Um, so make sure you're listening tomorrow about 8 a.m. Um, 50 grand prize winner. 50 grand prize winner. Hold That's on. Right. Wait, he's saying 50 grand prize winner and and it's a 50 grand prize winner like he's making it sound like there's 50 grand prize winners but it's 50 grand is the prize he's slurring babbling he's slurring ass like publishy clearing you can't even say publishes clearing house go way back he is so fucking drunk in this clip and is this during the tirade? This is the this is the, the this was after, This is right after the right fight after. with the that that this woman is uh, saying that that happened. Yeah. Uh, he got on the air because he threw her out. She was supposed to be doing this shift. Yeah. So he gets on and starts just babbling like this. He can't. And and don't mistake this for some smooth kind of delivery like you know i'm just cool like this well, i was gonna shit. tell you this is like old school uh when rock radio first started the djs were encouraged to go on the air get high drunk what have you and talk like this like, yeah hey pink floyd yeah don't mistake this for that he was doing this on right. purpose no he yeah no the delivery was supposed to be a lot more upbeat it's like this is an energetic listen to the bed music and everything and yeah. the type of music they play this is supposed to be one of those hey how you doing today we're going to be uh talking about blah blah blah, blah. we're going to be playing all this and make sure you tune in this weekend you for all the explain this blah, blah 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 there's a mixed station in every yeah everyone knows what it's like it ain't <laughs> what this guy's doing this guy is just listen to him he sounds completely shit-faced a winner and go to that winner's house like publishing clearance <laughs> or whether it's a house or it's a job we're coming we, to you baby we're gonna find you and we're gonna reward you with fifty thousand dollars in a brand new toyota and um i don't i don't see how you cannot be happy about that this is frankie blue um, so make sure you're listening tomorrow about 8 a.m. Um, 50 grand prize winner. 50 grand prize winner. That's right. 50 grand prize winner of the redo contest of the winner of the Toyota Scion. Come on, baby. You know you want it. If you have qualified in the past several weeks we're gonna pick the winner tomorrow morning at 8 a.m rupaul's gonna dip his big old hands in there oh. pick a winner and we're gonna find you and i don't care if it takes all day it's worth the fifty thousand dollars in the car all right we have the armored truck 
We've got the Party Patrol vans. We've got the car. We've got everything. But more important than that, we've got the best music in town. So why don't you give me a call? Um, this is Frankie Blue um, for Yvonne Velasquez. And um, telephone number is, if you want to make a request, is 1-877-MIX-1027. So give me a call. Okay, baby? Thank you. Okay, baby. Okay, baby. <laughs> but he's not done yet. But he's not done yet. That break should have uh, taken 30 seconds. That was like a three and a half minute break. <laughs> Frankie, I'm not even kidding. Frankie Blue. Out and right back into the music, but... Uh, he was just all over the place. Oh. This is Frankie Blue. Is it? You know, there's actually a guy uh, bitching that we're playing this. Why, dude? What is this? The best of? I swear, I heard this. Holy yeah, shit! A year ago, when it happened, um, it's there's, back in the news. There's a big, huge and, update today. And here is the biggest part of this: uh, Joe Schmo from L.A. We've gotten a lot of new listeners over the course of a year, my friend. It's not about you, fucko. Band! <laughs> band, band, band. Joe Schmo from L.A., I hope you enjoyed typing a comment into instant feedback. It was your last. <laughs> Bam! You shouldn't even ban any of these people and let them think they're still, like, participating. And their feedback is just going into a black hole somewhere. It let never me, reaches us. Let me tell you a little secret <laughs> Yeah. about when uh, someone is banned. All right. Uh, you will never know if you're banned. It's just what you said. The way the program is set up, I can ban you, and you will type in a feedback, hit enter, and it will say... Thank you for your feedback, just as it would have if it went. But it never gets to me, Joe. I never see it again. No, it sucks. Once you're banned, you you just you're you're you could spend an hour composing something that's wonderful, and you know where it goes? Up into the cosmos. You know what sucks? The people that you banned. Yeah. Then find me and beg me to unban them. Well, like maybe I, Joe Schmo. And a lot of these emails are like, dude, I am the biggest fan. I swear. It was just, I was having a bad day. And uh, maybe Anthony was having a bad day. I really want to participate. Is there anything you can do? It's not about you, douchebag. All right. So we got uh, the second clip from Frankie Blue. This is the really good one. This is where he curses. Because now whatever he's on is really kicking in. He's, he curses. He calls the radio station the wrong call letters, which is like the number one no-no in radio. Mm, big no-no. What else does he do? There's a couple other. There's a bunch of slurs, too. Listen to this. Mix 102.7. The new Mix 102.7. This is Frankie Blue. And I am so excited for tomorrow. I got Rick. <laughs> he does a Foster Brooks. I'm so excited for tomorrow. Oh, oh. <laughs> that is a stereotypical drunk. Like, that's a hack drunk thing to do. People have suggested it's not even alcohol. It could be other things. I really don't know. Who I was knows? not at this fucking party. What am I, a doctor? Exactly. I could diagnose what's uh, what the, wrong with this guy from a tape. It could be Dude, many that's things. ecstasy. Huh? Uh, I, I know that's uh Yeah, uh, we've heard it's every yeah. drug on. Uh, uh, oh. Mix 102.7. The new Mix 102.7. This is Frankie Blue. And I am so excited for tomorrow. I got Ricky and Rue coming in in the morning. 
putting a hand in the big old barrel and picking out a $50,000 grand prize winner. The winner of the KTU Mix 102 Redo Contest. And also you win a Toyota Scion. Now what's going to happen is they're going to pull... They're gonna they're gonna put their hand in the barrel. They're gonna pick out a winner, and then they're going to fight that winner. And that winner will be rewarded with everything. Mix 1027, Frankie Blue. What's happening? Good now the papers claimed at the time, and they're claiming right now in today's article that he said fuck. We're gonna fuck the listeners. <laughs> they're gonna fuck. We're the gonna winner. find them, and we're gonna fuck. Listener. <laughs> this is one of our favorite tapes. I'm telling you, since coming to satellite, look, Ben's loving it. Love it. <laughs> Here, go back again. I love the part about how they're gonna fuck the winner. <laughs> Jesus, that's a hell of a that's a hell of a contest. Uh, it's great too how he, uh, like a professional disc jockey, just talks all over the vocal. <laughs> right. Like you're supposed to stop talking when the music when the uh, uh, vocals of the song kicks in. Uh, he steps all over it. Yeah, when you're it's a doing mess. a music shift where Talking you're just playing the, the list of songs they hand to you every day, yeah, that's the one thing they don't want you to do is talk over the vocals. That's all they ask, you know? Figure it out. Here it is again. Now, what's going to happen is they're going to pull, they're going to they're gonna put their hand in the barrel, they're going to pick out a winner. And then they're going to fight that winner. <laughs> and that winner will be rewarded with everything. Mix 1027, Frankie Blue. What's happening? Good evening. Hey, where's the good part? Evening. Where's the part where he uh, called it the wrong station? Did we hear that at the beginning of the clip? Mm. Where was that? It was in there somewhere. Whatever. That's okay. So there you go. There's the update. The reason he went on the air was because he... Uh, he pretty much uh, abused the DJ that was supposed to do the shift, and she mm -hmm. ran out, and then he went on the air, hammered, or whatever he was under. And now she's suing for a million dollars. Have right. fun. Have fun with that. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, can we play something into break here, Hawk? Sure. What do you got? Anything good? A new story in the uh, Wall Street Journal. I guess that's a pretty well-respected rag. Yeah. When uh, Howard Stern announced last year that he was moving from tr traditional broadcast radio to satellite, he promised to crush the old medium and bring hordes of fans with him to subscription-based Sirius. Now, just weeks before he begins with his uh, new show on Sirius, Mr. Stern must prove he can deliver on his promise to justify the $500 million Sirius is paying him. But amid a crucial holiday season for Sirius, the fledgling satellite radio provider faces a problem. Despite the hoopla... Surrounding Mr. Stern, rival XM Satellite Radio uh, still has a 70% market share in satellite radio and is continuing to sign up far more customers. How about that, huh? Take that, fuckface. That's it. Continues to sign up far more customers. And with that said, big announcement from XM Satellite Radio moments away. Ooh. We're going to have Elo on the, uh, on the phone in a little while. Who's your big chain? This XM, the big XM chain. Everybody, it's everywhere now. No, I mean the deal, the big deal. With the well, if we mention one, then the other one's gonna get pissed. But oh, it's like right. Circuit City, Best Buy. Oh, okay. That's aftermarket stuff. 
You know, that's like people that go in and want to buy like the MiFi handheld boombox. Uh, the uh, you want to install it in your car if it doesn't have it. But see, here's where XM is brilliant. They knew it had to get into the autos, had to get into the cars right off the assembly line. People don't like hassles. They don't want, you know, if you like satellite radio and stuff and you're kind of a techie, this is especially a couple of years back when satellite first kind of kicked in. Not everyone has a club soda candy that's going to install right. it for it's you. It's going to be under the dash. <laughs> I've hardwired everything for you, Opie, because you're so handsome. Thank you, Kenny. Here's $15. Enjoy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. No one, Not everyone has that. So they a lot knew. Of people out there like me. Ah. I'd rather buy a car that just has it. They knew to Although make the deals. Although it's gotten a lot better. It really has. Oh, yeah. I mean, but, but years ago, you had to kind of be a tech head. It was a brand new technology, so you'd go to Circuit City or wherever and, and pick up a, a unit and put it in your car. Uh, but it wasn't for, you know, everybody. But with the, when these things roll off the assembly line with them already installed, ready to go, it's part of your, your system. Like mine, uh, it's right there in my radio. And navigation system and everything. And that's where XM knew they had to be very smart. And that's where uh, a majority of these uh, uh, customers are. That's the whole are. point of uh, satellite, satellite radio is uh, is to drive and you don't have to change the channel. You just, that's it. That's the whole point of That's, that's why the, the truckers selling love it, too. Of, yeah, yeah, they could drive know. from New York to L.A. and never have and to change the station Never have to change. It's simple as that. That's, the, that's, the, that's what it is. And simple know? as this, when uh, we go off the air, XM has so much variety, so yeah. many other things to check out. That's a fact. But Sirius was so fixated on things like Howie uh, that they dropped the ball on everything else. They thought that was going to be the cure-all. And, uh, you know, what, what am I reading here? The Weekly World News, the National Enquirer about this? No. It's the Wall Street Journal saying, amid a crucial holiday season, uh, XM uh, is uh, outselling. Serious. That's that's just the way it is. They thought he was going to come in to swoop in, and uh, for months in advance, before he comes on, they were going to be selling units. Sorry. We'll be the first to admit, the old Howie definitely gets the job done. This Howie, no fucking way. No. What, like 1994 Howie? No fucking way. Up to a 1994 Howie gets the job done. We beat him up all the time, and he can't take it. Yeah. The old Howie would have uh, would have had something to say. Simple as that. Where did he go? Where did he go? Where'd you go, old Howie? Wouldn't you love to talk to the old Howie at this point, Howie? Wouldn't, wouldn't new Howie like to go back and talk to old Howie? Old Howie would punch New Howie in the face. <laughs> he certainly would. He would punch that old lady. <laughs> the old lady in the face. <laughs> the old lady in the Don't face. Don't you realize Old Howie would be making fun of New Howie? Old Howie would go, New Howie, why are you wearing a Boy Scout uniform? Billy West would be doing a parody of New Howie. New Howie, right. On Old Howie. Old Howie would be like, what the fuck? Why are you wearing hip-hop clothes at 55 years old? Jackie would be writing jokes, passing them to Old Howie to goof on New Howie. Exactly. Look at New Howie. <laughs> old Howie would have a lot to say about New Howie. Yeah. <sighs> yeah well, even, even Howie believes in XM satellite radio. I got proof right here. Do you want to kiss me or... <laughs> really? Is that what he would say? He probably would say that to to his uh, old, former self. I stink at pushing buttons today. 
All right, we're going to continue. Oh, I love this Phil Collins. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great interview yesterday with Disturbed, or David from Disturbed. And I hate being responsible because uh, I really wanted to go to the show last night. I didn't go. You're such a fucking phony. You said to Je- I you swear go- to God I wanted to go see Disturbed. Did I love those guys. Did you go to those, to Geraldo's, uh, Caroline's? No, I blew that off. <laughs> Don't be such an ass. I got no Hold way. on a minute, man. I got to stick up for myself. Usually when I, I, I tell someone I'm going to be there, I'm there. I really am. I forgot what happened. Something was going on where uh, I had a bail on Greg Geraldo, and I'm kind of bummed about that. I wasn't going anywhere. Hour and 40 minutes to get home last night. An hour and 40 minutes, because I was right at the the height of rush hour when I finally got back here. It's 20 minutes. Drive. Oh, because of of the J&R music. Yeah, we did J&R, and I'm not even talking about getting from downtown J&R to back up here to get my car and drive. I'm talking from here... To my house, an hour and 40 minutes drive. When did you leave, like three in the afternoon? Nah, I left at uh, 4.30. Oh, Oof. you might as well spend the night at the studio. Thir- I know. I should have. I got there. And now... There wouldn't have been room. <clears throat> oh, other people are snoozing? That's, well, that's. Uh, I was going to continue with my thing, but go ahead. Oh, uh, just trying to get out of the city, because it's New York City. People, right. people work here. We've, we're all aware of that. But it's also a tourist attraction, and it's a winter wonderland of... Christmas shopping. Yeah, people going here, up. yeah. People are shopping, so uh everything's fucked up. They got gridlock everywhere. Uh so they have these these traffic people at every intersection that are supposed to keep the grid clear, the intersection clear, so that when the light turns green for you, there's not a truck in front of you going, you know, sideways, uh, blocking the box as they call it. That's their job. Which if they did that would be fine. Out of nowhere, I'm tr- I'm trying to make a right turn onto 57th Street. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, this woman uh, dressed in her little New York traffic thing. A lot of people mistake them for police officers, and they follow. Their and they rules. try to follow their rules and give them the respect that a police officer deserves. No, I don't. You are nothing to me, traffic people. Nothing. Yeah. She's standing there, and then all of a sudden she goes, "Nope." She puts her hand up and waves me forward and says, "No, you continue." On 6th, you will not make the right turn on 57th. What was the reason for that, by the way? There is never a reason, Opie. There's never a reason. I assume they're thinking 57th is very busy. Did you turn? uh, Now, about a month ago, same thing happened. I didn't turn. I took her direction, went straight. I didn't see the bridge for an hour. I didn't even see the bridge to get off of fucking Manhattan for an hour. Because they send you to a street that is just one lane, double parked cars, you never move. So she tells me no, and I just went, I went, fuck you, I'm turning. And I turn my wheel, and I start going. She's yelling at me. She gets in front of my car now. She's on the passenger side bumper of my car, keeping me from going. And uh, she's going to come around and give me a little talking to and get my car steered around so I go straight. Uh, As she's doing this, a little red car comes in because it's two lanes and cuts the right turn. So she sees this guy pulling a little maneuver, turns around and smacks the rear quarter panel of his car. As she does this, you drive. opens me up. Good man. I take off. Good we, man. We end up about a block down at a light together. That just We looked at each other and we're both laughing our Good asses. Man. We Good got man. each other out of trouble. We both helped each other out through that little dilemma. Hold on, hold on. I can't I don't know quite how that works. But. SM Satellite. 
Totally. Exactly. We're going to be on XM Satellite Radio, America's number one satellite radio service, he said. Sound like a pitch man here, but uh, we are going to be on uh, XM Satellite Radio every morning, this broadcast. And uh, it's already the home of uh, Snoop Dogg, and now it's going to be Snoop Dogg and Diane. That's the new, that's the new group. And, and Bob Dylan and Charlie. Well, that's right. <laughs> Good morning. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> doesn't quite fit, but we're delighted to we'll welcome the president and CEO of XM Radio. Hi. Uh, Hugh Panero is here. Oh, look at our boss. He's nice on TV. You. See you. The big boss. You're going to let us come on and just kill your whole Homer, thing, right? Well, I want to replicate all this festiveness on radio. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, so basically, you know, we're going to have 6 million subscribers by the end of the year. We want to bring XM satellite radio to people all across the country and bring uh, Good Morning America to people all across the country. I understand we're on channel 155. Yeah, it's a, Why can't we be on all the channels? Well, I'd like you to, I'd like you to have on all, all the channels, but it would just be too festive right but now. For but everybody who says, oh, to go to satellite radio, you know, that's hard. You can do it in your car, sort of, but can you carry it around? The people who, who don't know what the access is? Well, basically, we have 150 channels. We have 70 commercial-free channels. We have lots of news, talk, and sports, like Major League Baseball. We just signed Bob Dylan, so you do have... Dylan to Diane and Charlie Parker to Charlie Gibson, but basically the service is great, and I think all those people out here would love to hear Good Morning America on their radio, because eventually some people do have to go to work. ONA, ONA Party Rock. 150 channels, and we're on channel 155. How does that work? Well, We're off the spectrum? Is that what you're saying? Well, basically what we do is we have a channel that's dedicated to... Uh, women and um, women lifestyles that already features people like Ellen DeGeneres and Tyra Banks, and we c we can't think of anyone else that we want to be a foundation of the service than you two. Oh, well, that's very nice. Of Thank you. you. Right. That's right. We'll be working up a few musical numbers. I can sing like Bob Dylan. But right now, uh, Christmas is our biggest time in terms of people getting XM Radio, and giving this gift. So, giving the gift of uh, Good Morning America to people would just be fabulous. And opening yeah. it.
where Gangsta Fag is playing. Well, and then and, the, and mother they, realizes... The Good Morning America people call and say, listen, we can't have mistakes. We want to be at least a thousand channels away from <laughs> Opie and Al. We want to be on channel 1006 because we heard Gangster. They're fully aware of what they were getting themselves into. Holy um, shit. Is there a different satellite we can bounce off of? <laughs> we don't even want to share a satellite with Opie and Anthony. There's going to be some old fucking Buick-looking satellite that we're going to have to use uh, orbiting the Earth just so no one else has to share our satellite. Well, that's the beauty of XM. There's something for everyone. It's called variety. There's something for everyone. That's what and, it is. And, and this is the different parental control channel. Well, they do the channel blocking, which oh, we believe don't like me. to acknowledge. Believe but. me, Good Morning America won't accidentally notice us. They know us. <laughs> they know who we are. They know what we do. They've done stories on They've us. They've done stories on us. We have disrupted their broadcast. And it was very So for close. them to go, XM, what's that? Oh, they know what that is. And we, we came to a point where it was very close that what you just saw on TV <laughs> might not have happened. See? Might never have come to fruition. This is the beauty because of this very program. They're getting ready to put two in you motherfuckers' head. Oh, my God. They're getting ready to pull a fucking Joe Pesci. Hey, come on in, fellas. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, man. That's the beauty of this radio show. Sometimes you think, they're never going to get to the end of that story and why this had to happen and this happened but there you go now so, it all makes sense that was so. that was what caused the fuhr oh and eight two oh two two less no not anymore i'm sorry i'm sorry they're gone they're gone they, they had to go nothing we could do there's nothing we could do <laughs> they had to go and there's nothing we could do about it nothing we could do that's why it all went sorry. down last week it was getting very very scary <laughs> <laughs> nothing we could do i'm sorry <laughs> And that's how it happens. You're doing assault on the media that affects the network, that fucks up a $9 million deal, and you have to go. That's what happened. I'm sorry. There was nothing we could do about it. <laughs> one's dead. You motherfucker! <laughs> one's dead and one's slicing. They whacked garlic. <laughs> they whacked the blade. <laughs> <laughs> it fucking whacked. <laughs> 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 it fucking whacked. <laughs> Does it all make sense now, people? <laughs> Does it all make sense? And Diane Sawyer's on the phone. And then we can do. Nothing we can There's do. There's nothing we could oh, do. I'll do my Bob Dylan impression. <laughs> goddamn fellas, thank you so much for having me on Fridays and night. I don't have to deal with that goddamn shit. <laughs> listen to goddamn Hugh on there with his owning shit. Oh, I like to listen in to one of those what meetings. He that, see, Patrice, Holy you don't understand. That's the corporate world, bro. You don't understand I know. the world of the CEO. That's why I'm broke. As fuck, because it's like I, could, I don't even know how to fucking pretend. Did you see how he handled that? He got on, and every time they went to him, where you would be compelled probably to make a joke, uh, maybe maybe work the crowd, he made a point of getting vital information about XM Satellite Radio out there to the people. Six million. All how numbers. many subs? Where is it available? Right. Uh, it's Christmas. You should shop. Right. Get it. Look right. what we got. Variety. Woman's wow. Channel. The, the guy, the info. Bam, bam. That's a CEO. Oh, XM had a great week. They signed Dylan, and now this Good Morning and America thing. And he's the man. That is the... That is, that uh, is the, the Mac dude. Daddy. The guy. 
And yeah, we look forward to the day that he actually acknowledges us on TV. That is one Big day, Paul, one day Paul it's going to happen. If that's it, Big Paul Costello. That's, that's Paul right Costello. That's the guy. And Elo is uh, Elo's Gotti. John Gotti. Well, he's Gotti, and Castellano is uh, Sammy. Yeah. I mean, uh, Elo, Sammy, and that guy we just saw was 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 Gotti. Gotti. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's pretty much. That's it. the guy who called me last week, and all you heard from me was. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, sir. No, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, I agree. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Really? I'll take care of it, sir. Holy shit. Goodbye, sir. Was it loud? Oh, Those guys don't yell, do they? Oh, River. His eyes got big. Yes, sir. That's why you guys just keep listening to the program. Everything makes sense in the end. I'm sorry, boss. That was it. So people we, just didn't know uh, why you motherfuckers dude, became slaves so fast. We got storylines that are <laughs> a year, maybe two years old that eventually will make sense. In the end, it oh. all just makes sense. Is he sense. a fan of the show? Who, you? Yeah. Uh, let's go to the uh, phones and say hi to Steve in New York. Steve, what's up? Um, yeah, by the time he found out, it took two weeks for him to throw him out for the autopsy. <laughs> 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 Opie and his fucking oatmeal fucking frozen in the... <laughs> frozen in the... <laughs> oatmeal and orange uh, slices. Anthony buying fur coats and his, buying his bitch diamonds. Come here, let me tell you. <laughs> Let's go to Chris in New Jersey. I tell you, what's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? <laughs> take that, Hello? take it back. Hey, Chris. <sighs> hey, I, I just record uh, paraphrase Henry Hill. Chupano asked me to do a live show in Florida. That's what I knew they were going to whack me. <laughs> <laughs> and, here's, and here's what ended up happening. Remember this scene? Uh, this is what happened. You did, we had this scene. Uh, uh, hey, you're talking to fucking uh, uh, Ray, Ray Liotta. Hey, remember that thing we was going to do? Yeah. Forget about Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. Mm. Thanks. Forget it. Forget that. Let's go to Anthony in Brooklyn. Anthony, he never knew hey, how hey. close he came. How you doing, Anthony? <laughs> how you doing, all Hey, you got me? Yeah, uh, what's we up? got you. Okay, listen. New Panero, he is the cop of the duty, the cop of fucking radio. He's the man, the boss of bosses. That's Elo's boss. That was just on TV. <laughs> oh my I'm god! I'm telling you. All right, we hmm. understand. We god, understand. Watching Anthony. that shit, man, fellas, I do respect that. And I always respected that that thing that white guys do, that business, that thing. I just cannot fuck. And business. I pray. That's why sometimes I got to ride a white guy's coattails. Yeah. Couple, find a couple of white friends in the business. <laughs> Thank you, fellas. And, you know, thanks a lot for being a buddy. And hopefully I can work around yep. that. But if it had to be like, hey, Patrice, yeah, yeah. you know, we have to deal, you know, hey, we need to do a, a goddamn fucking commercial right now, Patrice. For what? Good morning, America. Blow me. See, you wouldn't have, you would have no clue. Would I be dead? No, yeah. we throw it I'd be on. I'm like Sam Jackson. We, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We threw the audio <laughs> on because it gives us content for the show, too. We just got a couple chuckles in, you know? Oh, that's great. And honestly, XM is just a better company, and, that, and we like to show why by throwing that up there. Yeah. They signed Dylan and Good Morning America. They understand the big picture. Now, would people listening to this program go, oh, thank goodness? No. no of course not. You go, who gives a shit? You go, fuck you. We understand that. But it's all about variety, folks. That's what it's about. It's not. It's not. Let me let me say. It's not about putting all your eggs in one basket, <laughs> one big stupid basket. <laughs> <laughs> oh and man! And that basket is awfully big. It's you know, it's good business. That basket good business. has a huge ego. Strictly business. 
Tell Mike I always liked them. All right. <laughs> something we couldn't get to yesterday because we just babble when we're supposed to be doing something. What did we miss getting to? Pregnant 37-year-old who banged 15-year-old boy. Good morning, America audio. Delicious. Ooh. You've heard this story, of course, right? This 37-year-old uh, lady banging the 15-year-old, she got pregnant. She got pregnant from him. Yep. And oh. there's jail involved and all of sorts there of is. stuff. Of course there's jail involved. So far, no jail involved. Still a case, I guess. Mm. But uh, I think this is the pregnant mom on Good Morning America yesterday. We didn't get to this. Let's uh, listen in. Why are you speaking out now? Um, I've just I've had enough. Uh, the slander, the ridicule. Um, I'm not the person they're portraying me to be, the grandmother. Um, it, I just want everybody to know my side. There's two sides to every story. And your side of the story and is, Lisa, that you didn't know he was 14 years old. You said you thought he was 17? Yeah, that worked. Yes, that's correct. He was uh, very persuasive, very um. mature. Um, I, words can't describe. I mean, I, I didn't even want to go out with him at first, even knowing he was 17 or thinking he was 17. Um, but he insisted, you know, he just, he wouldn't give up. And, um, you know, it, it was just, it, it was a very, you know, I can't even describe it. It was, it was very nice. He was very nice, very polite. This is a giant cock. Oh, <laughs> well. Does that get on Good Morning America? <laughs> can, any, can any statutory rapist man be on just explaining his no. whole deal about how a 37-year-old man not. fucked a 15-year-old girl? Hey, man, look, man, she had big, giant, giant titties, and her mm. areolas look like fucking rims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, when I sucked her tits, I swear I tasted 25, and um, she had the bush of an old bitch. I mean, let's be honest here. I mean, really, she she just kept mm -hmm. pushing and pushing. I kept asking her, why don't you have a period? Every month, I go, why aren't you bleeding? Because you're not even in hitting puberty yet? Oh, I couldn't believe it because you had hair on them. Cellulite. Was that, what girl that 12 years old has cellulite. I don't understand. Double I, standards. Unbelievable. It's a double standard, but uh, double standards exist, and that's uh, what are you going to do about it? You're right, though. They would never put a guy on there explaining how he mistook a 14-year-old girl for 17 or 18. It, it, they lock him up, throw away the key. Yeah. I am not going to sit in a room with a disgusting man like you. She used FDS. They don't start using that shit till they like 30. <laughs> Are you all right? The bitch had her own medicine cabinet. She had all the problems. <laughs> How can she be 12 with good credit? <laughs> this bitch gets to explain, but here's the, the other side of that. Guys don't give a fuck. I don't... Y mm -hmm. y we, we... Fucking your 37-year-old your, uh, when I was 15 is... Yeah. That's some max shit. That for a guy, is right. And you can't go to, you know what, you, you can't be mad at her, because if you go to the boy, he's going to be like, well, I, I got some pussy, it was great. Yeah, I was digging Don't, it. please don't send her to jail. I'm not, yeah. I knew what I was doing. And you know, it was, again, because he told a friend or something. How'd she get nailed? I don't know. Oh, she remember. got pregnant? There's so many of these, I don't even know. There are, but it usually turns women, out right? that yeah. a friend rats out, because these kids, you got to tell someone. Do you know what I'm doing? I'm fucking this woman. <laughs> you know, and the kid's like, what? Can I get some? No. All right. I'm ratting you out. And the kid with that one hair. 
just starting puberty, runs home. The to little mommy. peach fuzz mustache that's just over the outside of your lip. He's a, like he, the corners of your mouth. He's a young. <laughs> oh, right. That mustache. He's a young uh, uh, do-gooder, and he goes right home to mom and says, "This is what I heard in school today." And then oh. the mother gets Keep on it the to phone. yourself. The You're... mother calls up a couple of her friends. That's right. And gets advice. Well, that's you have right. to do the right thing and call the police. That's right. You have to. Do you know if you don't call the police and you know about this, uh, you can get in trouble. Was, oh, I don't well. want. I don't want to see women go to jail for for getting young dick. But I would like to see bitches go to jail for falsely accusing motherfuckers of rape. I would like mm. to see. Do you think that happens that much that you really need to make a? Yes. Does it? Yes. Really? Yes. <laughs> oh Do you have a story? I mean, I. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you really have a story? Yeah. But but. What was was there drinking involved? No. What happened? It was um, it was white and blackness involved. Oh boy, you got yourself a piece of white ass. And that's what oh, happened. Oh no! The only, and the only reason I'm not locked you up are today. You are lucky that the calendar in Boston has a 19 from that type of shit. <laughs> is because she wasn't the the mayor's daughter. Really? You know what I mean? Or the governor's daughter? She was just. Well, how long ago this happened? <clears throat> when I was like 16. Yeah, I'm. So, I was saying you're lucky the calendar had a 19 in the front. Right, and uh, it's like and not it's, an 18. It's, it's, it's or you've been swinging out of here. But it's like she was in. In the story was bullshit. You know, it's like you know, yeah, yeah. Um, what actually happened? <clears throat> what actually happened is, uh, we was going to get some other pussy. Oh. Bumped into. Wow, this is a long fucking time. Ago. Yeah. Shit, holy shit. We was, <coughs> was going to get some... Wow, he's getting nervous. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's like he's testifying. Yeah, yeah, it's oh. like he's on the fucking stand. <laughs> well, I don't recall. It happens. That's why Oof. That's why it's just like everything. When I hear Tyson, when I hear um, Kobe, immediately yeah. I'm on their side. Right. Thinking of the situation. Mm -hmm. Analyzing what happened. Because to me, <coughs> rape to me... <laughs> Uh, oh, <laughs> let's all just take a swig yeah, of water. I need yeah, some I'm water gonna, too. I'm, I'm gonna take a little drink here. I'm getting dry mouth as well. <laughs> oh boy! All Rape right, to me is taking pussy. All right, I don't. I just don't believe in date. I don't believe in any questionable. Like no, rape, rape you shit. think rape is pretty uh like it's, it's a cut and dry thing to me. There's no, there's just to me, there's no like fucking I don't know and I like this. That's why I know so much about fucking law. I look up this shit all the time. It's like to you, it's waiting in a corner or in a taken, hallway in an apartment building, grabbing pussy. her and sticking your dick. In. Taking pussy is rape. Taking yeah. pussy is rape. Now, <clears throat> now you don't like the idea that if you're with a chick, you're out on a date. Uh, no. There can if, if, if a woman. I'm gonna tell you something. Right. This is how 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 much you're in the hands of the situation. Um, the, the 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 discretion of the woman. If she uh, a woman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm telling you, it's memory. Fucking, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the corner. Yeah. Oh my God. So <laughs> holy shit. How can you get through this? I, it's it's hard to talk about. I type see. Of shit. Take your coat off. Relax a little bit. You're heating up. The flop sweat is forming now, on your forehead. I found this out. All right. If you're fucking a girl, and uh -huh. being that I'm and six four, seven hundred pound black dude, right? Yeah. If you're fucking a girl, and she thinks no, that's rape. Thinks no. Meaning I'm too scared to say no. Oh shit. And later she could say I was too too afraid to say no to this. But but. Shouldn't you be able to say, well, 
she was uh, enjoying herself. No, it's not. It, <laughs> There's nothing. No, in, you can't throw anything in as a defense. It's nothing. It's it's it's. If I'm with a girl, this is why I just stick with a, one chick. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Because if she decides to go. I, I just was afraid to, to say no at the time. And I was like, wait, wait a minute. But you said it was delicious. We had a great time. I was just horrified to say no at the time. So here's the story. Wow. Oh, boy. We're, we're, it's, it's five of us. Uh-oh. And we're hanging out. You know, it's just five of us hanging out. And uh, Five guys. Five guys yeah. hanging out. And we, it was, uh, we used to hang out in the, <clears throat> in the suburbs of Boston. Uh huh. So, oh, and it's Boston. So for a for oh, suburb. Oh shit! This is just a, I just don't look good. Yeah. What, what town? <laughs> what town? Stoughton. Stoughton. All right. So what happens? We go out. We're going to look for these other girls that we met like three days ago, mm-hmm. three days before. Going to find them. So we meet two other girls who are looking for those girls that we were looking for, brother. And his friends. All right. They was going to fuck the brothers. We was going to fuck the sisters. Uh Uh-huh. Okay? Couldn't find them. So we just go, hey, let's all hang out. You know? Mm -hmm. So I've always been a paranoid motherfucker. So we started, you know, talking to him, blah, blah, blah. Ended up going back to uh, Negro part of Boston. Uh Uh-huh. So in the car, everybody, there was a black girl and a Portuguese girl. So the black girl's in the back fucking with the three other dudes. Me and the other guys in the front, we were the oldest. In the front, he was driving. The Portuguese girls in the middle. Yeah. White girl. I was on this end. They're back there feeling her t- on the black girl's tits. Like, she's like, what are you doing? Stop it. So the white girl goes, oh, God. These fucking, they don't even realize that she's a talker. I'm a doer. Oh, so I go, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. I look at the dude driving, give him a wink. All right, we'll get some <laughs> all right. Take her back. My mother was out of town, mm-hmm. so I take we take her back to my place, and we get there, and it was, boy oh boy, it was real porn star shit. She was a doer. Jesus Christ. She. This is the first filth I've ever engaged in. <laughs> she was jerking two guys off. Uh-huh. One was fucking her. And she was sucking other guy's dick. It was wow. Re- it was real. Porn. All the four? Portuguese. And there was another guy in there with the black girl. Yeah, all fuck. It was it was two, double jerk. Double jerk. One dick suck and and one fuck. You that's know? like trying to pat your head and rub your stomach at the same time. <laughs> like that's just it's hard to do. It was it was just and it and it just went smoothly, very smoothly, very non-rapey. No rapey shit. Very non-rapey. Non- just talking, just chilling, just fucking uh-huh. things like that. Being young, here's the mistake for yeah. any young motherfuckers out there fucking. Words of wisdom. Do your dirt by your lonely. By your lonely. Do your dirt by your lonely. Do not do things with other motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. And do not tell on pussy. Do not tell your buddies that a bitch was doing this. Here's what happened. Uh huh. This oh, is where no. the rape shit comes oh, in. This no. is two weeks later. This chick, her, we'll call it Janet. Mm-hmm. We told one of the guy's cousins who goes to school with the bitch that this chick, we did this. Yeah, we had a fun time two weeks ago. So this chick, he goes and grabs her. And this fucking cocksucker, to this day, I, I, I hate this motherfucker. 
he blackmails her. Says, listen, if you don't suck my dick, oh no, I'm gonna tell everybody, everybody, what you did in Boston two weeks ago. She sucked his dick. After she sucked his dick, oh boy. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. She runs through school. She goes into her big brother's uh, classroom who goes to the same school. <laughs> such and such rape He gets up and he's chasing that motherfucker around school. Wow. Trying to kill him. Right? This motherfucker, they get him in all in the office, right? She's like, what's wrong? He was right. Her brother's like, I'm going to fucking kill this fucking guy. He goes, she goes, baby. And then she goes, uh-oh. Uh-oh. And I got raped in Boston two weeks What? Oh, no. What? That's why I love my mother like I don't love anybody else. I have no love for anybody else like I have my mother. Oh. My mother found this out. She 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 came home from where she was. And this is bad karma because she was at a funeral and I was doing my shit. She comes on, what the fuck is going on here? Because she saw something in the laundry that wasn't supposed to be in the laundry. I think like sheets or something. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, I was not the age where I'm washing anything. So yeah. I tell her the story. <clears throat> my mother puts me in a trunk of a car. And yes, sends so. me out of town. In she, the actual trunk? In the trunk of a Holy car. Holy shit. And sends me the fuck out of town until she could figure this fucking thing out. They came to my school looking for me. The cops? The cops. Oh, damn. They came looking for me to arrest me at school yeah. and and arrest everybody at school. And I was gone already. My mother said, this is you, uh-uh. And when I told her it was a white girl, she went, ah. Oh, man. I was in the trunk of a car heading to a state unknown. <laughs> To hide, to hide out from this situation. So about a month later, I came back, came back to school. <laughs> wow! And had to go through the process. Holy! The process. Shit. How'd you guys get off? Mm, don't want to say. Didn't get off. You didn't. Didn't get off. What'd you get charged for? I was sixteen. She was fifteen. Did they whittle it down to something? It was not whittled down to anything, because they said you get you you either plead guilty, or you can go to court. We decided oh, to go to boy. go to go to trial, but we admitted, yeah, we fucked her. Yeah, but it's sixteen, fifteen, and that's statutory. That was statutory. That's it. That's it. So <clears throat> they're like they like, the time. How long did you? You did time? How long? Two months. Two months. Wow. Two months. Where? Walpole? No, they didn't send me to Walpole. No? They sent me to... Um, some youth center? Some, no. No? Sent two punk at me and one of my boys. Holy we shit, were you went to big boy prison? Big boy. And my boy went crazy. Get the fuck He lost his mind because he was so scared of getting raped that he didn't. He stopped washing up. He didn't take showers. And they started to throw piss on him. He started to beat him up. And they would come to me and go, yo, you know, you got to tell your motherfucking co-defendant. Get his shit right. How about I tell myself what myself has to do? And I said, I, I said, and I was so scared because of the stories you hear about that situation. But it was a guy who ran a prison. It was these five guys who ran a the prison. These inmates, 
and they were they were named after southern states like South Carolina it was Carolina. Get the fuck. This is so scary. It was like Carolina. Dude, I'm freaking out, man. Yeah, yeah. This is the first time I've ever talked about this. Oh my god. See, this is what happens with this radio show. Yes. You run so, out of you run out of shit to talk about. You go, "Well, I guess I can tell a story I've never told." And you run out of funny all of a I'm, sudden. I'm talking back like this is like Dude. You know, I'm going to tell you this is the fi- I've never this is it. Like this is either I'm the end of, this is the end of my career kind of thing or No, no. People no. Don't. And I I realize this because it's like people don't do, but all the shit that goes on out here Here's where I kind of felt comfortable in terms of this. Those five guys, and uh, it was an overcrowded place, um, this this prison. And I used to hear all day long, there was this one other guy that they'd go, that motherfucker, he was in there for scalding his kid. This one kid guy was in there scalding his kid in the bathtub. And he's that baby-burning motherfucker. You know, oh, we ought to fuck it. You know, we ought to kill that motherfucker, that baby burner. Over here talking to me. He said hi to the guy who one of the one of the southern state guys. Yeah. Who was on death row. This is back when current affair when Bill Riley was on current affair. Holy this was a guy who was on death row in the state that he was named after. I can't I don't want to say his fucking state. Uh, no. But I know one of them's not South Carolina, so that's why I said but any of those fucking states down there. So he was on death row. Um I'm so all over the place because you understand, man. That oh, you got the emotion you, coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. It's like it, even the story is deeper. You know, it's just it's just so fucking you know to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm in jail. We're corny. I'm a corny dude. Man. I'm a comic. I'm I, mm-hmm. I I was born a comic. You know, and I'm a corny fucking guy. You know what I'm saying? Um, grew up in a gangster area, but I used to make those guys laugh. Right. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, so I was in there because it was a real, ga- it was a gangster whose name I'm not going to say either. But no, I, we, I, when I, they, what they did was they, the guy goes, it was a judge who was um, known for being lenient, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he, this is why I learned this thing because he read a book. He's like, these guys didn't. These guys didn't fucking do this. You know, he didn't force his way. And the bitch was in court going, and then they fucking did this, and then they did that. And I'm sitting there writing, and he was just, he, oh, the judge was like man. saying, I'm very impressed with this. I know this is bullshit, but this is Boston, and they just wrote something about him or how he's too lenient on shit. Oh, no. So yeah. um, at the time, I think the DA was Maloney or something. Some, you know, Mick, you know. <laughs> and so... uh. They ended up going. We we gonna. This is what they did. Sentenced us in February. To 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 the summer. This is what he said. This is just to teach you guys that, you know, that sex is not all about this stuff that you're doing. We're gonna sentence you during the time of love. Get which the is, yeah. This, we're gonna sentence you during the time of love. Summertime. Just Ugh. so you know why your other people are. Cultivating their relationships. Oh, while girls are jacking off for guys and sucking their cocks, you'll be in here. You'll be inside of here, as a lesson kind of thing. And my friend lost his fucking mind. He's he's officially schizophrenic. He's not really? well because of this. He was so afraid. Now what happened is, I used to be so funny in there that this dude, um, the one of the state one guys, the and I would hear him talking about how he's gonna fuck up. 
this baby burner, right? And the fear came from this other gangster we said, because no one was like, ah, you fucking rapist. They was all like, you get raped, man. Get the fuck out of here. So he goes, man, you're going to have trouble. This is gangsta outside. You're going to have trouble, man. Oh, shit. You're going in for a skin beef. <laughs> they call it skin. <laughs> you got a skin beef, nigga. You fucked up. Oh, my. This is fucked up. Oh, shit. You oh, know? You don't want to so hear I'm that. going in. And I'm choking back tears like a motherfucker, you know? Yeah. And finally, the the five, they, they used to walk around the yard. Just five of these motherfuckers. It was really like a movie. Slowly walk around the yard. They go, yo, big man. Yo, fat man. Come here, man. Man, let me talk to you. But they were like country. Come here, fat man. I go, what's up? I say, man, what the fuck you in here for? Oh, shit. And I'm walking with him. And I'm telling him the story. Oh. Holy crap. And I'm sitting here like this. Because they, cause why they called me was, why the fuck is your co-defendant not taking showers? Yeah. Why is he not taking showers? He's fucking stinking, man. Somebody going to kill him. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. They used to throw piss on him. He used to wear three pairs of jeans. Never took his shoes Just off. Just because it would be harder for to get three pairs Just of jeans off. Just because it would be hard right. to get raped. So I tell him the story. And I'm just going, I'm going to have to fight. I'm going to have to do something. This is going to be fucked up. Finally, they, I told them the story, and I'm just the drum roll, the, the yeah. stabbing drum Where's roll. Where's the payoff pay now? They go, what? You in here for that shit? Pulling a train, nigga? Everybody in this motherfucker did that, and you in jail for it? <laughs> oh, shit. Did you ever let me see you in here again? So I, they just took to me. So I would walk with them every morning. They just took to me in case somebody just said, fuck it, you in there on the skin beef. But nobody ever fucked with me because it was such bullshit. It was just mm -hmm. such, not. It was just bullshit, dude. It was like it was like the worst thing. And, I, and the only thing I think of is I could have, I could have been in there forever on some shit like that in Boston. I know motherfuckers that yeah. went for a long time. They put us in there for like two months because we go, yeah, we fucked her, but. It's like that's all. Because obviously it was it was so obviously bullshit it was that so they couldn't put you in there any longer. They couldn't right. just destroy lives, but which they did destroy lives. Because yeah. I bumped into a couple of other guys. One guy ran and they never caught him, and uh, but he came back because is the statute of limitations. But another kid, it changed his life too. It just makes you, it just makes you. One guy ran until the statute ran out. Yeah, ran oh, until they stopped shit. looking for him. And he said, "Fuck it," you know. I ain't nah. Fuck it. You know, and I, I didn't run because I thought, well, I did run. My mother made me run because she just knew she had an insight that I didn't have. She yeah. was like, you know, you can't. Yeah, be you're probably just like, like what? I fucking... Yeah, why? I just, just yeah. some pussy. But it's like I, the, the person I'm, I'm not even mad at her because that's why it's like the Kobe shit happened. And I say immediately, black guys are the most wanted to be fucked guys in the world, but can't be fucked. They're not allowed. No, women are not allowed to fuck black guys on any level. Meaning, in an in in open way. So it's like when I heard that Kobe shit, I'm like, I know what happened. You know what I'm saying? Whatever happened, Kobe didn't take no pussy. But I can't be mad at her because this is a white bitch from Colorado who was not prepared to fuck a black guy. She's not raised to fuck a black guy. You understand? So I know what happened. It was just like he didn't do the proper thing. You know what I mean? He was probably treated like shit, and she just goes, huh, huh, she's walking around, her pussy hurts, you know, I, and she goes, I, I got, got it, right. and I, it's just that easy, and I'm a fucking giant nigga in Boston talking, if this girl had been like, 
the fucking mayor. Like I said, the mayor's daughter. She had to been some white girl who was out there doing George Bush daughter shit. Yeah. And it came out that she gave all these niggas some pussy. You wouldn't know me. <laughs> oh, Damn. Man. You wouldn't know me. You know? Holy shit. So that's why I go, you know, when motherfuckers say rape, now these niggas that's out here killing these little girls, eight, ten, that, you know, that's a whole nother story. But mm -hmm. when you get some motherfucker talking about, you know, some old fucking, you know, and then I, I said no, and no means no, and blah, blah. I fuck my girl. Let me tell you, my girl's a fucking maniac, man. Like, she goes hit me and this and that. And it took me a long time to be able to even have, enjoy sex, man, on that level because it's just, it just, I go, what You think of the consequences yeah. of, yeah, you start uh, thinking a few steps ahead of yourself. What if I, what if, you know, I'm, yeah. what, look at one of these bitches on your wall, you know, these, these ugly Arab bitches, and I fuck them, and then I, she give me pussy and then say, you know, you raped me. I would, I would believe I did. <laughs> because I'm like, you would, I wouldn't give me pussy if I was you, but she did, you know what I mean? So that whole thing, you know, it just it changed my my entire a lot of my jokes, the Pepsi Cola rapists, right, a right, lot right. of the, the Tyson shit I do, all of that it changed my life because I just had this mistrust for for pussy, man. It's not an Obviously, anger, it's yeah. just a mistrust because you can it's so easy. It's it, I guess that's the payoff. If you can be raped, then you must ha you you have to have a natural mechanism to stop that from happening, which is it's a I guess it's a a, a trade off. Okay, I, I I'm gonna say you raped me. They, that's the power they, uh, that a woman has. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna just say you did. Damn. As opposed to <laughs> you doing it. Yeah, this guy actually raped you, but I'm gonna say that motherfucker. You know, so that's why when a bitch ten years later they say some fucking janitor took some pussy, some black janitor, and then fifteen years later she goes, I was lying. Yeah, and they, and he gets out and he gives the speech of I I'm found just Lord, happy to be happy one of my family. And I'm, and I'm like, man, if I did 15 years, it's oh like, my God. And, and and they find out that the joggers, the Central Park jogger kids, didn't do it. I would make a speech like, look, um, because after three weeks, not now, I was a soft kid, like meaning, I was a, I was a clown. Mm -hmm. After th three weeks, you, you learn, you, you're in prison. Yeah. And I'm not afraid no more. And you learn how to m motivate. You, see, you know how to navigate. You learn how to, you don't take stuff. Some one, the one bit of advice that somebody told me right when I went in that was that kept me very, very safe is don't accept anything from anyone. If you need something, you go without. Yeah. You know, don't go. Don't say, "Hey, man, you're hungry." If you're hungry, you eat your fingers. <laughs> don't because motherfucker go here's a Snickers bar and then they want their Snickers bar and a Milky Way. Tomorrow, yeah. And it was this guy in, in in there, and I was gonna get into beef because I had to. And you just learn the rules of that shit. And there was this this dude um, who had a woman's name, Shirley. You know. <laughs> and what Shirley used to do is give people new people food, and then the next day say, I "Want my food back?" And if they didn't, they, Shirley would knock you out and rape you. <laughs> so one day oh, I'm in the fucking shower. Oh no! So Shirley says to me, "Mmm, oh they—that's what they call me, Heavy D." And then, "Mmm, Heavy D, looking good." One of the fucking Southern State motherfuckers goes, "Damn boy, you can't let that happen, man. Oh, no. You can't let that happen." 
Was he a big dude? He Surely. Was my size. Oh damn. So he goes. Oh my God. You, you can't let that happen, man. He's telling you you can't let that happen. So that day I had put on. I never wore the garb, the prison garb. But that day I put the prison garb on, the blue shirt, tied to, up to my neck, mm-hmm. fucking tucked it in, and motherfucker gave me the top of a soup can lid bent up. Oh shit! So I met I met Shirley outside the lunchroom after that and hemmed him up. And that motherfucker said I was playing. I'm sorry. He got faggy. Wow. And I another fucking hail mary. Like thank you. I didn't have to really, because he was just scared of another guy his size who was mad. Yeah. And he just said, you know, I said you gonna have to fucking apologize to me in front of everybody for saying you have to say you were joking. He said, oh man, you know I would never bother every day. He's a nice guy. Da 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 da. All right. So I didn't have to. Doing anything like that. Holy shit. This is such a journey into a world I have no, no clue. clue about. I'm Holy just sitting back shit. and listening like I've never listened before. Oh, man. I'm, I'm really I, on I see it in your uh, eyes, bro. I see it in your eyes. You're ready to like almost break down. Dude, it's great. I mean, the fucking, you know. And the reason I it, don't, because I'm in this business, history, man. It's a lot it's of fucking, fear. It's a lot of fear. But. Yeah, my career. A lot of people have questions, but Bill in New Jersey has a pretty good question. Bill. Yeah, uh, Patrice, I was wondering what happened with the baby burner. Yeah, we all want to know what happened no, with the no, baby burner. I don't, I don't, the baby I don't burner? know. I don't remember the baby burner. But I, the, why I, why I, I was concerned about the baby is because it was relating to me. It was just like I was like, is that is my thing? Is related to this baby burner that they wanted to kill? Right now, right. you you realize. This is why I'm, I'm very easy going in life. A lot of stuff I learned, man, I learned from there, that two months of being there. It's like there was going to be a fight one day because this guy was in there for 25 years. What, the place I was was called a, a, an assessment center. So they would send guys like me there and guys who were going to death row <laughs> there to assess you for what you did and where you would go. Okay, you're going to stay here and do all your time here? Are you going to go to Walpole, Cedar Junction Walpole, which is the baddest prison on the the East Coast? Of the the half of this country, Walpole is the highest murder murder rate going. I saw a a documentary on that. It's a dangerous place. place And And they weren't sending us there. We were going to do the whole time in this place, but it's it's like the... Like you said, the Star Wars place is like where people go to go other places. Before they go somewhere else. So this yeah. motherfucker one day, he he stopped everything. Because everybody was like, yeah, man, you know, I got six months. Yeah, man, I'm out of here in three months. And then the, and he, he turned the table over and said, the next, I'm doing 25 motherfucking years. The next nigga who say he's doing less than that, I'm a <laughs> motherfucking kill him. Oh, I'm scared. Yeah. So the baby burner, it could have been a year plan. Uh huh. Cause the motherfuckers I was talking to, the guys that took kind of, who took a, a liking to me, they were in there for years. Yeah. So if they decide to kill you, they kill you. They kill you. On their time. Yeah. Just kill them in February. Yeah, we got plenty of time. You know, so I don't know what happened. What happened to the guy that uh, that made the chick suck his dick, and that she originally said, "Yeah, the rape," and then fuck, he he 
like we should have. Because he had his trial in Stoughton. This bitch was doing transcontinental rape cases and shit. <laughs> I'm in Boston. He's had a black judge who let him go with, like, the shit that should have happened. Like, bitch, get out of here. Gave him, like, probation just because it is what it is. And even though she's a hoe, that was more coerced sex than what yes. you guys did. Yes. Oh. Coerced. I, 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 hey, man, I heard what you did. And she, after she, after she sucked his dick, she lost it. Which I can't blame. I mean, that, that that's a lot it. of pressure on a bitch. I, I can't. That's the type of shit you go, oh, my God. I can't be, like, sucking blackmail dick sucking for the rest of my fucking life. Blackmail in two ways. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can't yeah, yeah. suck black dick and <laughs> black blackmail dick and blackmail. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know, you can't blame her she for losing She wants to do mind. it on her terms. If she wants to get in a car with a bunch of guys yeah, and suck man. some dick, that's on her terms. The, 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 the reason being that that guy then comes up to her and makes her do it, she fucking snapped. She she lost it, and I can't be mad at her for that. Oh. The only thing I'm bitter about is that it just you know it it it, it tarnished my mind. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It tarnished my mind. Uh, you know I just not I'm not ever safe in my head. Like it, it's kind of I want to cry right now because it really is a release. It's almost mm -hmm. like all right, you know what? Please don't cry. Nah. I've never hugged anyone. Nah. Nah. As, as nah, big as you. And... It's not there anymore. <laughs> like it's not. It's 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 just what it is. The emotion is is actually. And what would you do if you started taking destiny? Right now? You know what I'm saying? What I would leave the studio. <laughs> you would just. I would just. I think I would be the guy that would have to come go my up to you, believe it or not. This is the it, first time my screensavers ever came up on the instant feedback because I haven't even looked. No, at I'm it. Just, I've just. I have been, not fucking looked. I've been amazed because I've known Patrice for many years. This has never come out. I think Fuck I would... Patrice, anybody that's been in this studio, I've never yeah, heard. Yeah, yeah. This, this is one of the out. most unbelievable stories we've heard. And, like. Uh, and I wow. think I would have to be the guy that would have to go over and I, I think I might have to hug him. Yeah, you you would hug. Him. I would be the I would have to be the guy that would, would have to him. like hug you and and you're like twice my size. Yeah, all my all my hugging. Call out yourself of this. like Arizona. Go over there and give him a hug. <laughs> yeah. You know the, the emotional part is no, my is, my, is, my is, prison is, name is would be Connecticut. It, you know because I would rather do this. <laughs> But I was hoping to be successful before I had to ever talk about it. <laughs> before you ever had to, like, uh... Because the fear is like, wow, man, my career is like, man, it's, uh, just, it's a bad stigma. And it's like, you know, I ain't, I don't take, you know, I got bitches all over the pl world that'll go, nah, not even close to that. Mm -hmm. yeah, dude, all but, that crazy shit Richard Pryor did, and then, you know. You know, it's like, you know, people, oh, yeah. he's this and nah. It's like, nah, you know, is mm -hmm. that fuel for motherfuckers who don't like me? It's like, that's cool. But I made it through, like, I wouldn't even break down because I made it through high school, mm -hmm. you know, and that shit stopped. After did you make, did you make right. friends with a mouse? I had a roach. A little roach. I had a fly that used to come in and sit. <laughs> oh, fly, friend. You know the Photoshop's going to go nuts with you and the yeah, Green Mile, yeah. bro. I, I'm oh, sorry. No. In advance, I'm sorry, but you might want to check out Whackbag tonight. And the guy under the Photoshop none of these fucking section. psychos, man. And don't worry about, you know, uh, talking about it before, you know, your career is where you would well, like to I be. Didn't, I didn't want it to come. I didn't want well, it to ever pop up. According to against uh, my shit, you know, against uh, what I, I'll tell it, you know. If you yeah, but according to USA Today, we're pretty much, you know, not even on the radar. So yeah, so no you didn't really tell listening. anybody. <laughs> it's not like you, you know, yeah, told anybody. There you go. That is a fucked up, repugnant story. So Jesus that's why I Christ. say, see, this is what we got to do. It's just that easy to. Uh, wow, look, it's just I easy. Can, 
No. Oh. Man. <laughs> All right, look. Look, we can't do this. But Ouch, nigga, must. too. Ouch, nigga, too. And look at my face. I never smile. Yeah, I, no. just, I just look like a big one of them motherfuckers. The photoshops wow. have begun on whackbag.com, and it's not pretty. <laughs> and, you know, this is what we have to do. While Jim Norton's in L.A. being, uh, being a star, we got to get these guys in and just beat them down. A week and a half, and I know Patrice ran out of shit to say in his head and said, "Well, I got a That's little something." Bill Burr, in you know. Bill Burr started admitting crap that he didn't even do. They know we've done the same thing. Yeah. Jesus. All right, Patrice. That is something. I uh, I want to thank you. And, and now I can't even show great. Today. I can't even argue like the the point. You know, when it first came up, it's like you know, uh, if you you hang out in a stairwell and some girl's coming up and uh, you you grab her and throw her on the ground and rape her, that's rape. But uh, you know, you're on a date, you're doing this, and I'm ready to. Well, Patrice, <clears throat> let me uh, tell you, there are some circumstances where one after that. No, I, can, I don't have enough information to. <laughs> I completely to talk about. believe everything you just said. Sometimes, it's, it's not, sometimes it's, you hear some of these. Lie, sometimes you hear these stories while we sit in here, and you go, "Oh man, you're what? You're so full of shit. You have blinders on." But I have no doubt in my mind that uh, I had a good friend that went crazy behind that man. That I mean, he, went he, down he never, he never recovered. From never that. recovered. Never recovered. From All right, we're gonna take a break. We got Laszlo outside the studio. We'll get Laszlo in next. Laszlo's fucking rapist. Now he really fucking did it. Uh, also, we have <laughs> look at him. Watch you, motherfucker. Also, we have Stalker Patty coming in to give us our Christmas gifts. Great. I want to thank the listeners that have been sending in Christmas gifts. By the way, thank you. We've been getting cookies and gift baskets and wine. And Caroline's gave us some uh, some of that Dom. Oh yeah, the Dom. And uh, Doctor Steve gave us uh, bottles of really nice wine. So Dr. thank you, Steve. We thank you. It. We we even appreciate the crappy gifts that are coming in, so thank you. Thank you. You all right, Patrice? Yeah. Yeah, he's fine. Want to just uh, get into some laughs after this break? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> goddamn yeah. drink. Okay. You want to drink or something? Yeah. Like I, it's like I just took a fucking uh, shit that was just in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's in there. I, it's going to be very awkward when I turn these mics off. No. We're all going to be like, fuck out of here. Well, that was a good story, Patrice. Uh, woo. Woo. <laughs> I gotta, wow. I got to get out. Wow. Oh, I would like to look at you uncomfortably, but I gotta check I gotta check with Ben and see what we got left for the show today. Uh <laughs> You're gonna go to the bathroom? I'll uh, I'll wait. Uh I'll wait a few minutes. Look at that. Best story ever. Patrice just gained even more of my respect. And, and I can't tell you Mike. We don't have time, but there are so many people calling in that are completely relating to you right now. Yep. That's the beauty Another, of the show. A lot of people that had the same thing happening. <clears throat> Holy shit, fucking riveting. Fantastic, Patrice. All right, let's do uh, let's do ding fries are done, and then we'll go to break and we'll uh, we'll regroup. Right. right. You're checking out the Opie and Anthony program on XM Satellite Radio. We like to call this a virus, the ONA virus. If you like what you're Boy. hearing, tell a friend. <laughs> after that story, my voice is gonna sound like this after every time I try to make a joke. <laughs> 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 uh, riveting. I'm not trying to take pussy folks. This is Absolutely nah, riveting. We got Laszlo in studio. Tell you chick that story? She knows that shit? Yeah, I tell every bitch. Yeah. Nah, that's a good <laughs> I tell every bitch. That's, <laughs> that's going to help. I, I just tell them. I just that's say, yo, this is what happens. This is what happens. This is what happens. You should just put it like 
in an email or on a, on a piece of paper flyer that you can just give out, put them on the windshield wipers at the clubs. Or on a contract. <laughs> I had a bitch that was a lawyer I was going on when I told her. Really? She goes, See, that's what black men, that's what had you. Fuck them white girls and look what the fuck. She didn't yeah. go, ah! Yeah, she yeah, just I went, run away with it. Dummy. Unbelievable. So, all right, Laszlo, what do we got going Laszlo on Laszlo in studio. You guys are going to be at CES? Yes. Yes, we're going to weeks. Vegas. Yeah. You're going to be there? Sure, man. Of course, he goes every year, too. You got the Howard Hughes suite all booked? Uh, yeah, hopefully. Do, do we have the same suite? Do we have the year? same goddamn hotel? Because I know they usually book uh, I have no idea. well in advance. And no then idea. when we try to book, we end up at some place in the old... You're going to love the quaint old strip, they used to call it. <laughs> yeah. When you go to Vegas, it's see the new strip. You don't want to stay there. You want the old Vegas atmosphere, like when the Rat Pack used to you know, Penny slot machines. Yeah, that's what Ooh, I want. Boy. No, I want Bellagio. My buddy. I want big places, MGM Grand, big places. You know the guys that stand on the corners and hand out those magazines that have all the different chicks you can pick yeah, from? Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, they're like baseball cards. Well, that, and they've got the full magazines. Yeah. Yep. A buddy of mine was getting some audio for my show, standing out on the sidewalk with a mini-disc, and security bum-rushed him and took his mini-disc player. Why? They said, well, they don't want to promote the fact that... You know, people were handing out catalogs full of bitches with prices on them that say sixty nine ninety nine and seventy nine ninety nine. Took his equipment. That. Yeah. You could end They're up in a hole in the desert. Trying to go with out. that family friendly shit yeah. out there. Yeah. Good luck with that. They can't decide. Actually, I think they're gonna succeed because they did that uh, to Times Square here in New York. Ah, they were Disneying up uh, uh, Vegas for a while, but it's starting to. I think that it reached its peak. And it's starting to come back a little bit where it's a little more adult-oriented, uh, and they're putting the em em emphasis I, I on that. I think they're thinking if they can get family-friendly, they're going to get a lot more business, though. But no they one were, and they did. But I think that it's just the beginning. I really do. Like Wynn's Place. and uh, Giant. Oh, yeah, we got to check that out. That place is massive. Uh, Todd in Missouri. That's Todd? no like, kid place. Good morning, boys. I'm just distracted, Ann. I'm sorry. Todd, go ahead. I'm Anthea Cumia's friend on MySpace, and I'm on the radio. All right. All right. What's up, Todd? <laughs> hey, um, I want to know, who the hell made that new promo for the WoW stickers, and how come you guys haven't called them out on it? That thing stinks. I didn't hear it. All right, let me tell you what happens. When we go to break, we run and do all sorts of stuff. We check with Ben. We go to the bathroom. We get more food. We get coffee from the Starbucks machine. When I listen to the replay, I'm absolutely amazed what's uh, being played uh, when we're not live. I, I hear I had 16 no idea. Gamma O spots in a row. Gamma O. Gamma O. We get it. <laughs> gamma O. And so, and then I hear promos, and I'm like, wow, we're playing this? All right. With the experience of a man. headline <laughs> <laughs> kills me. I know. I say it the same way every time, don't I? <laughs> every 800 times it plays. <laughs> You of a man. Who did that and take him out and shoot him. What's the WoW promo? I guess we got to play it now. Uh, it's a new one with Toby. Toby? Who's Toby? That's what I say. Sam's Toby? Hawk, you know anything about this? The WoW not. promo? Who, who wrote up. this? Steve wrote this? Uh-oh. Okay. Let's uh, let's hear the new WoW promo. The We're following is a simple guide to getting your very own WoW sticker from the Opie and Anthony Show. O&A Party Rock. That's right, Toby. O&A Party Rock indeed. Boy, I love them. Head over to opianthony.com and click on the WoW sticker button. Sometimes I pick my nose with a coat hanger. That's nice. You keep doing that. It's all sticky. Or send a self-addressed stamped envelope to the Opie and Anthony Show. Attention WoW stickers. 111 West 57th Street, Suite 500. New York, New York, 10. 
0019. Yes, that was easy. It sure was, Toby. Now put that wow sticker somewhere obvious. Putting it on my eyebrows. Now, now, Toby, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Adios, eyebrows. And finally, enjoy bosoms. One time I walked in on my grandma in the shower. I saw her boobs. I cried a lot. Right, is there a delete button? Um, like, because I know if I have a file uh, on my home computer, I can drag it into the trash and then hit delete. Is there something like that on Dillette that uh, can be used for that? Yeah, then reformat the hard drive when you're yeah, done. Yeah, please. And then throw it away. Take a big magnet that they used to pick up cars and put them into one of those crushers <laughs> and, and put it over that hard drive. Oh! Who produced that? Who produced it? Who voiced it? Steve? Everyone is fired. Danny? <laughs> Danny was involved in that. I know that voice. Yes, I was involved. However, wow. I, did, I did not write any part of that comment. You're like rich little talent. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking voice. Well, little's better than none. No, he didn't. Well, his voice is fine. It's Sam who's on the line, also known as Toby. Hi, Sam. <laughs> was that Hi. Sam? Sam. Yeah. Do the voice. Do the voice. Bye. No. Adios, eyebrows. Do by, say bye bye eyebrows or whatever you said. Adios, eyebrows. Oh okay, I never want to hear from Sam again. <laughs> <laughs> no, his name's Toby. Oh, <laughs> Toby. That was the worst <laughs> bit of production I've ever heard. Ever. Well, Steve's <laughs> experimenting with new characters. Steve. He came up with Ramon, and I think he's been feeling the pressure to come up with a new character. He came up with Toby. I know Ramon. That was no Ramon. <laughs> that was drivel. You're killing Sam, though. He's thinking... It wasn't funny. Sam's the voice was completely annoying. Sam's fast-forwarding, going, man, I'm going to have at least ten of these as this character. No, that will never <laughs> air again, Sam. Well, you know... How many Tobys did you record? How many? I only recorded the one. Oh, just well, the one. Actually, no. We recorded the first one that was just the Toby character, and then you said that was annoying, so we were going to try it again. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, do you use that voice uh, on Scorch's show? No, no, that was actually not my creation. The voice. See? I was... No, it's your creation. It came from you. Sure that, that was not my creation. Sam, the militia would beat that. you up. Sam, <laughs> Sam, you're doing a voice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, all right, Sam. Thank you. All right. All right. So. Uh, th Adios, oh. Thumbs down on the uh, new thumbs character. Thumbs way Toby. down, Steve. There's nowhere to be seen. Steve ran, tail between legs. Charlie's picking up on something. Charlie, go hey, ahead. Uh, this is Charlie. I did a weekend in Bergen County. I want to send some love out to Patrice, and I'd like to, you guys to play the Cranberries for him because I know that's his favorite song. Yeah, which one is your favorite again? <laughs> Zombie? Ba, ba, da, 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 da. A bunch of evil bastards. <laughs> there we go. Patrice is back, everybody. Here's, are just Here's the cranberries on your home of rock and roll. <laughs> Everybody. John Cusack. Renee Zellweger. The warmest blanket. <laughs> the warmest blanket. <laughs> oh. I love you, damn it! <laughs> you don't know what love is! <laughs> I don't know how to quit you. <laughs> the warmest blanket. <laughs> oh.
Oh, horrible. Oh, a bunch of dicks. Just brutal. <laughs> yeah, but you're back now. Yeah. I, I fuck change. You'll never change. I'll change for you. <laughs> Obi's like, ah, oh, this motherfucker. I know we're 15 and we still live at home, but we're in love. You want to wrap yourself in the a warmest blanket. <laughs> New from Universal Pictures. Uh. Starring John Cusack, Meryl Streep, and Zellweger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meryl Streep. <laughs> Shout out to them. He the cranberries. Uh, play the cranberries from Virginia. <laughs> hey, don't forget shit, man. Don't all don't the fucking everything. truckers thinking about all the prostitutes they murdered just driving. <laughs> You know, all she did was really just poke me too hard. I had to fucking choke this bitch. <laughs> I actually buried a bitch and I didn't get caught. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Everybody pulled over the side of the highway, looking in the sky, thinking, "Fucking bunch of." I don't relate to you, you motherfuckers. Just <laughs> Fuck off, just oh, I'm sorry for him. I shouldn't even know. This is a damn goddamn shame. Oh. Driving, driving on the highway, fucking deep looking, looking but not seeing. Yeah. Wow, that was some bullshit he got caught for. <laughs> That's right. I got a head right on the rearview mirror hanging. As a <laughs> dried up voodoo head who's really a bitch. <laughs> Uh, oh well. Yeah, I gotta, oh well. Oh, off to kill another hooker. Now I gotta think about the bitch in my trunk. Fucking <laughs> in there right now. Shut up back there. Banging on. I'm the sorry. Lid. I'm sorry. On the lid. <laughs> hey, how about this song, baby? Hey, listen to that while you're back there. She's like a. All duct taped up. All chloroformed up. Even she's <laughs> feeling good. <laughs> Pumping chloroform in the back when she wakes up. He's not right for our family, but I love him, mother. <laughs> the warmest blanket. <laughs> A lifetime movie. Oh. A lifetime movie premiere. Oh, shit. Horrible. It's <laughs> great. Ah, oh, you got great it. Song. Funny, you know what's man. funny about this show? Like, everyone was riveted and no one... No one could figure out if they should joke or not, but now the jokes are coming in. It, it, it is what it is, man. It is what it fucking is. You got to. You got to. Yeah. Motherfuckers not joking, then there's a problem. For the right. first time on this show, people are going, should we or should we not? Should yeah. we leave this alone? Or it's uh, touchy, but you know, it's probably Doug. Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that shit. Fucking He just called in a strike on the computer. Uh, I can't wait for the King Kong. My, my face holding a white woman on oh, top of the side. All right, fucking whatever the. On fucking top of the fucking <laughs> Photoshop guys, we know. Prudential this. Center. <laughs> He'll be climbing the Pooh building. Hancock and shit. <laughs> oh, rowing a boat. I'm fucking <laughs> Charles River with fucking a white woman. Lawyers in biplanes swooping <laughs> past you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Motherfuckers, I don't expect no fucking sympathy. I didn't want not. one. It's just like a yapping thing to get uh, out. Bastards. Son of a bitch. Trucker Dan, what's up? Hey, man, what's going on? I enjoyed the show today. I just want y'all to know I'm doing everything I can to spread the virus to all my friends. And I got a comment for Patrice if y'all got a moment. Sure. Of course. 
Yeah, man. I, I tell you, that story you told, Patrice, man, had me damn mesmerized. I'm trucking around Atlanta, and next thing I know, I got a construction worker on my fucking grill, okay? <laughs> Did you hit somebody? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's one of those things, man. Then the thinking. song came on, and he didn't and, even and care about it. He didn't care it. anymore. Fuck the guy's it. bleeding. Bye. <laughs> it's like, it's like 10, you know, like 10 miles before I realized it and what gave it away is a burrito on my hood. There you go. There you go. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Bruce and... Oh, we missed Bruce and Sergeant. construction work, Wayne. All right. Lazlo, so what did you bring in today? CES. Uh, what are gonna, what's going to be some of the big things that we're going to be looking for over there? Well, you guys are going to be broadcasting live, I'm assuming. Hells yeah. Yeah, they give us like two hours. It's the easiest gig in the world. Listen to this gig. We, we broadcast. We don't even have to get up early because of the time difference, right? Right. So what time do we start? I don't know. 11 or something. It's like 11 o'clock. We do two hours, and we uh, hang out in the casino. We're going <laughs> to do two two-hour shows. We're taking a day off to fly out to Vegas, and then we're taking two days off afterwards. Yeah, I'm spending the whole weekend there. Wow. So we're doing the show. And, and, and it's not even I'm vacation time. There. It's just what they want us to do. Like, now, can right. you curse up on stage? Because I remember there were some issues last time about whether you could curse. and <clears throat> what on? Oh, because we had the speakers going out over oh. to the live. There was like kind of a live audience in the display, in the XM display, oh. and we were broadcasting there. So they were a little iffy, but we were new. We were pretty new at that point. Uh, we didn't want to shock anybody. I think if I don't know, the reality is we got to play their game for two days. That's all. We understand that. Yeah. You guys ought to check out all the, the home theater section over there. I it's, missed that last year because it was I think 20 miles. Yeah. Uh, down the that it's the biggest I've never fucking seen convention, a bigger center. convention center. It is ever in my life. It is shit. And now it's it's actually gone to two convention centers. It's like the old days of Comdex because they they've run out of space in that. What do you got to shuttle over to? Yeah, over to the sands. They're gonna have some booths over there. I hope the there. awful stuff is there because I really don't want to go yeah. over to the sands. But you know, like every day I'm getting all these press releases. Come check this out. You know, there's like a demo for. 7.1 discrete channels of <coughs> high audio DTS HD surround sound. What's and that going to do for I, me? I have no idea. What's I got, it going to do? I got do? two ears. Yeah. 7.1. And I, they, they, have these, they have these chairs now, $6,000 recliners that have like subwoofers, access points. So while you're watching things like the, the chairs rocking back and forth. So what, you feel like you're kind of in the... Uh, like you're in the movie. In it's the also movie. for gaming as well. There's yeah, a lot of gaming really furniture. Cool, though. Eh, not bad. Yeah, but six thousand dollars a little much yeah. recliner, dude. It better no. have a fridge in it, and I'd rather give you have a how great heavy surround is it? sound system. It's got to be pretty heavy. No, I'm just trying to figure out if uh, Club Soda Kenny can Kenny can bring it over to your house, yeah, carry it home for me <laughs> from Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the plane. It's like in his lap on the plane. You stink. <laughs> oh man, you know the weirdest press release I've gotten so far is. Do you, do you remember Commodore? Commodore 64. That was my first, uh, no, my second. I had an Atari 800 first, and then I got the Commodore 64. Oh, the, the company's back, and they're trying to like make a big splash. In what uh, industry? Uh, they're selling uh, like MP3 players, media boxes. You know, what those. have they been doing? I don't know. Hopefully they change their name to Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, I don't think <laughs> Commodore just, is going to... Uh, and just spell it with a K instead or something. Make because, a splash. Yeah, because that's the biggest problem. You gotta change the name. Because as soon as you hear Commodore, you're like, are they putting out huge plastic cartridges that don't (laughs) fit in anything? (laughs) Yeah, you just plug this in. It's an MP3 player that's 20 years old. It plays one song. (laughs) Hold on a second there, John in Jersey. John. Oh my God, I gotta tell you, I'm driving to work. Big fan, by the way. 40 hours of you on my iPod. 57-year-old business executive. Oh, cool, thanks. I'm, I'm driving to work, and I'm listening to Patrice's story. I go right through a red light. 
And there's this 18-wheeler who stops at my door, just almost hits me. I'm like, oh, my God, I was completely miserable. Completely miserable. Killing motherfuckers. Uh, it's like a 20-car pile car, car pile-up somewhere, and all they're all here in life. It's the cranberries. <laughs> As the police are on the scene, take a police report. <laughs> there's fire and people everybody, screaming. Everybody reliving pussy hostage days, baby. <laughs> And I was one of them that got beheaded. <laughs> yeah, you were there with the pussy hostage Al-Qaeda. <laughs> I almost got nailed because of your story. Yeah. All right, Lazo, sorry. I couldn't let that... The uh, HD Radio Alliance is going to be there big and strong. They, they, yeah, they... now this is something... I, I'm in fucking radio, right? At least I think I am. I have no clue about high-definition radio. People in the radio business and the radio so broadcast radio side of it are trying to present it like it's a major competition for satellite radio. What the fuck is high-definition radio? Well, they're making all the terrestrial radio stations switch to new equipment. So they're uh -huh. broadcasting instead of an analog. They're sending out a digital signal. A digital signal. So now you have to get new radios. To pick up that signal, right? You won't. You can't pick up high definition HD radio on your regular no. radio in your car. So you got to buy a new radio, which uh -huh. at that point you might as well just get a satellite radio. Exactly. There's already stations that are hinting and talking about charging subscription fees. Great. But you can only get they're, the station around the city. They're basically right. It's not like a satellite where you can go coast to coast. It's still just limited to the transmitter. They're basically range. starting up satellite radio, like. Uh, but a terrestrial it's take years and years before anything. And since it is broadcast, it still falls within FCC guidelines. Yeah, but there's been some <clears> discussions <throat> about whether if it's subscription-based, if they do have a subscription-based channel. Yeah, but again, why would you subscribe to something that you're in a, a radius of a, a broadcast tower? And the record companies are all up in arms about HD radio because they can see the consumer electronics companies are going to make radios that will just grab songs. Digital signal. Save it to a hard drive. I don't even have to listen to that station anymore. I can just tell you know, my unit to record a bunch of songs to the hard drive. Mm -hmm. So why am I going to go buy the albums? Yeah. So they're trying to get legislation rammed through that you can only record 30 minutes worth of content on an HD radio. So it's like the technology's going to be legislated and dead before yeah. anybody even gives well, a shit C about If CBS wasn't on regular, like if you've got basic cable and yeah. CBS wasn't on it, you would not pay to have CBS. You would never no, pay for CBS. No, you'd just live without it. You, right. would, you would just live without it. Yeah, you wouldn't pay for shit that was free. No, there's like, nothing. Like you go, okay, I got HBO. I'm supposed to pay for that because they came in with that shit. Mm -hmm. But CBS, right. I'm not, fuck yeah. you. If it's not coming with it, then I'm not going to get it extra. Yeah. That's why XM yeah. is light years ahead of this whole thing, because it's all about content. Now, what about this? I'm hearing different streams on HD. Yeah. Can there be, like, let's say we'll take a station WNEW here in New York. Let's say they're HD. They go HD. Uh, what is this? You can get three separate stations, let's say, out of one station. And this is exactly what happened with HD television. They were like, oh, we're going to be sending out these huge, beautiful pictures and signals. And then like, wow, we could split our signal into four different stations. Yeah, and defeat the purpose of having all that information being sent down the pipeline into one big, beautiful picture. Now you can make more money by splitting into four. And what's hysterical about HD is crap. that they just did a survey, uh, Scientific Atlanta did a survey, and people who have HD TV sets think they're watching high-definition television, they're but they're not. 
They think, oh, I've got the set, so of course I'm watching HD. You have to go get a box. You right. need a high-definition box, or else your HD TV isn't any better than uh, the regular it's resolution. It's a disaster. Television. It's going to take years. Ope's got his high-def. Now you got to go get the box, dude. I got it. And yeah. then you got to sign up <clears> for uh, high-definition uh, channels. i got to find out what Kenny's doing. It's going to cost you a little more on your cable bill, by the way. My cable bill is close to $300 a month, I think. I remember what when my cable doing? bill was like I'm 60 not even bucks, my and I was like, oh, my God, it's beyond $60. ridiculous. What you is your girl doing at home during the day? What? You, you, you buy pay-per-view shit? You get a couple of pay-per-views a month or a couple of movies on demand, and before you know it, yeah, you're over 200 bucks on you. your But on-demand is just is free, really, now. They have the a free on-demand, and, and then they have the movies yeah. on-demand like you pay for, like four bucks or five bucks, and it's movies that kind of just got out of the movie theater. And then there's HBO on-demand, Showtime, Cinema, which Cinemax on-demand. Is the worst bunch Stakes. of ch- oh. you go through like HBO is great. They got HBO on demand is amazing. Showtime is okay. Almost Stars there. is good too. Uh, Stars is good. They have a lot uh, on demand. Stars, on, Stars demand? on demand is good. Cinemax, I go there. It's like five movies. It's like the you know yep. fucking the Gigolo movie with Rob Schneider and <laughs> like something else. It's just the awful movies on that. Yeah. They're now talking about uh, a la carte. Cable pricing? Yes. Have you heard about this controversy? Yes. People are outraged. Uh, as far as some of these politicians go, people are outraged. I haven't seen one outraged person, but they're outraged that they have to pay for a lot of these channels that they're not using, but the cable company offers you what are packages. So you can't just say, I want HBO, I want this, and I want my basic cable channels. They say, no, well, you got to take the platinum package or the gold package or something. Uh, they want to be able to handpick Every channel. And it's also part of the whole decency thing, because the lawmakers are saying that it'll give parents a lot more control over, you know, which channels you can have. And like, There's already instance, three layers of controls that parents have. So they're now trying to, you know, like Ted Stevens from Alaska, why he's always at the forefront. What the fuck you got going on up Alaska that you got to tell the decency. lower 48 how to live? Huh? Baby seal clubbing. But Take care of that first, Pally. You know what's bizarre about the a la carte thing is that people who are upset about it, televangelists, are afraid that if cable goes that direction, oh. they won't be on you know every in every household in America. Brilliant. Right. The people that should morally be so behind this are against it because who the fuck is going to say, I want the PTL Club channel. I right. want the one where uh, the religious guy is preaching 24 hours a day. Well, the concept of the channel is outdated. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you and I have talked about it several times. You just record an entire series and sit through a marathon. You know, we we're just talking about yep. on demand. The the concept of actually sitting down and watching television as per their schedule. I'm no. in a hotel room. Uh, you know, and I turn on right. I turn on the TV and I'm hitting fucking buttons on there. I'm like, no, skip, stop. You know, yeah. like I've got no control over the television. I'm ready to smash the thing. <laughs> I go right to uh, movies in the hotel. I don't watch like regular television. And now the movies in the hotels, you got the pause, the stop, so you get some room service. You can pause it. Like, that's the whole thing. And at home, it's the same thing. I don't watch television as it's happening. I have the uh, the cable box that records it, DVR. DVR is amazing. And, and you you, you got to take a piss, you yep. pause it. You want to see something again? You go, did that motherfucker just say that? You rewind. <laughs> you go, eh, hey, baby, come in here. Well, look at this. you got to see this. There was some, something when uh, uh, a fear factor was on. Uh, the other day, and we're watching it, and it was Blind Date Fear Factor. Uh, it's hysterical. They hooked up this hillbilly hick motherfucker who had like half a foot, no teeth, with this hot little fucking uh, chick, this little blonde who was just like adorable. And uh, 
my girlfriend paused it and was just like, you've got to come in here. And I was doing something, so I couldn't come right in. But you just have it paused for a bit. And this is what fucking television is in this century. It's not sitting there at their mercy uh, watching that crap. There's going to be two new phones at CES that actually record television. Phones. So it'll be like a TiVo in your phone. For your phone. That's great. Yeah. I'm kind of getting into the, phones the phone are, the, TV thing. Yeah, the phones are starting to figure it out. They they're, have. They're not there yet. They're almost getting it all together. But I'm getting more and more. From the time I signed up with my new phone, which was about three months ago, I guess, I've got a lot more uh, live television on my phone than I had when I signed up. Give Sprint. Yeah, they uh, because they've got that M Spot service. It's like seven yep. bucks a month. They just, I guess, launched it. They have movies now that, what I have. that you can download to the phone. But the movies that they licensed right off the bat suck. They're yeah, like it's awful the... things from the eighties. Short Circuit, dude. Do you remember uh, HBO? A little thing called HBO when it first started out. Yeah. Crap there was going some on. shit. Mo- I don't know how many times I watched the Last Tango in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> so Marlon Brando get fingers put up his ass eight hundred times because <laughs> it was the only thing HBO would fucking yeah, this, play. This will ramp up fast for yeah. the phones. Definitely, they got to start somewhere though. Uh, really fast because people are still just riveted. Uh, <laughs> of course, <laughs> <laughs> going back and forth here. Skip in New York. Skip. Hey, Skip, yo. Skip, did we lose you? Hour late to work because I couldn't turn off Patrice's story. Yeah. Did we lose him, though? I don't know. People lose their jobs now. Uh, Skip, one more time. No. Skip. God, I hear the phone. It's right there. Skip. Maybe got in that car accident. Awful name. Skip. <laughs> that is a yuppie name, isn't it? Skip. Uh, Sorry hey, about that. Skip. Look, I got Jay Leno, Tonight Show. I could watch that. NBC News. I got Fox News, NFL Network. I go to music. I can watch uh, music videos. Does it play or does sports, it do that I skip shit? How much does that no, cost you a month? pretty good. He doesn't know. I don't fucking know. I just... I oh, for the... And when do you watch it's it? It's probably like nine ninety five. Because you haven't been on public transportation month. in years, so... I watch it uh, on my little walk from uh, the studio to my truck. <laughs> um, I watch it on the toilet. So rather than talk to Master Poe... As he's escorting you, you're yeah, yeah. watching television. Well, I don't want to distract Poe by talking to him. He <laughs> right. is a lethal weapon. That's right. What do you, would you walk down the street and talk to a Walther PPK in your hand? Uh, no. Why would I talk to a weapon? Would I, would I talk to a shotgun while I walk down the street? It's the same thing with Poe. He is a lethal weapon. You don't talk to it. You use it as a lethal weapon. And he's quite serious when he's doing the escort. Because oh, I've been oh, with yeah. him. Oh, Gentlemen, yeah. always. He, he pushes people out of the way. Like, if, if we're walking down the sidewalk and there's a bunch of people walking abreast and kind of taking up a lot of the sidewalk, he will give them a little elbow. He'll move his arm out. And I, I never even have to look. I'm just watching my phone. I watch my phone the whole way. Poe <laughs> <laughs> pushes people. I watch my phone. I love it. It's fabulous. Hey, Huey Lewis is here? Very cool. All right, we should take a break. Uh, Laszlo has more, but we got to get Huey in for a few minutes, right? Hang though, Laszlo. I mean, yeah, man. come back over here hey, to the, uh, the coveted next to Anthony seat. I love it. <laughs> oh, look at that! You must have did something nice. Laszlo is a tech pal of mine. I got in trouble for listening to Huey Lewis at church camp. Really? Yeah. Right, we'll tell that story. Church camp. Church would camp. You like Huey Lewis? Right. Hey, you got you gave us a CD. What's on here? Uh, one of the spots from uh, Grand Theft Auto Liberty City Stories. It's a collaboration. Uh, not a big collaboration. I basically had Steve do a voice, but uh, I did a spoof. Is commer- Sam on it? Because if he is, I just want to thrust it through your head. It's no. Toby. It's Toby. No. But we did. Uh, I, I always wanted to do a spoof commercial about uh, tampons, 
and uh, got Steve involved. Great. Let's listen to this real fast. The Plug Singers present... Once a month my blood comes on. Once a month my mood goes down. I don't feel fresh, I start to doubt. The Plug stops plasma trying to break out. Keeps me fresh and keeps me clean. I don't want leakage to be seen. It comes in super easy fit and discreet. Sing it, girls. Your boyfriend at night. Hey, that's not right. If you break it, you know it. Stop plugging flow until your family's down. Plug it. When you swim. Plug it. It's a sin. Plug it when your blood comes on. Plug it till your friend is gone. Let's plug it tonight. Let's plug it tonight. Let's plug it tonight. If you're cranky, you know it's time to plug the flow. Wow, that I like that, good. that uh, 20s feel it had. Right. <laughs> nice flapper. It's like the idea Picture of a flapper dancing to that. Sticking <laughs> a plug in it. <laughs> All right, we should play another one of these as we, as we go to break. Um, the mainframe, is that cool? Yeah, for us? you know, I've never really got the Matrix. Everybody that was sort of into tech and computers thought it was the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to do a, a spoof of those sort of cyber thrillers. All Very right. Good. We'll go to break with this. It's Laszlo. The event movie of the year everyone is talking about. You're just a virus. You're not real. I'm your mother, stupid. A group of people that think the whole world is trapped in a computer. We can't get out. Hurry. Stick your hard disk inside my drive. I can't. My hard disk crashed. Reboot it. The mainframe. What happens when five college students take LSD and discover the truth? Ah! Your face is a big pixel! And they have to make the decision of their lives. What's it gonna be? Yes or no? One or zero? The Mainframe. It's real. The Mainframe! Coming to theaters this Friday. Rated PS for Pretty Stupid. Next time on a very special Everybody Loves Raymond, Ray goes to the doctor. Ray, would you like to see your test results? Yeah! Oh, boy. Ray, it's going. Ray. Oh. I'm afraid you've got AIDS. No, come on. You have a rare strain of HIV. No. Commonly found in post-op Portuguese transsexuals. The fun really begins when Ray's wife finds out. Why is the toilet filled with bloody poo? Come on. Oh, my God. The bed is full of scabs. Hot. But everything works out in the end. Sweetie, you're losing so much weight. I bought you a smaller robe. (laughs) Ray, your mother's here. She wants to say goodbye. All on the next Everybody Loves Raymond. Tonight at 8. Ah, the power of love, of course. Huey Lewis in studio. We finally got a real celebrity in here. That is. I'm not even kidding you, Huey Lewis. As opposed to a fake celebrity. Yeah, we've had plenty of fake celebrities. We get a lot of fake celebrities, you know. People that think they're celebrities, things like that. But you are indeed. A celebrity. I appreciate that. And we apologize for uh, making you wait out there with Stalker Patty. I had fun talking to Patty. Did you, did did you really? No, yeah. you, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, I honestly did. Of course, I did all the talking. So yeah, I mean, yeah, she was probably just like gushing over you. Hi, Huey. It's a pleasure to meet you. You, you know Patty. I oh, can tell. we know her. Well, yeah. she's not called Stalker Patty for nothing. She's a big fan. That's the power of love. <laughs> singing along with your songs and everything. That's good. Huey Lewis, man. Talk about an icon in music. You were there, uh, geez, beginning at MTV. 
Uh, the, right. the, the how many music videos you remember watching uh, with uh, uh, Huey Lewis too many the news? To count, Anthony. The hit songs one after another. It's like you were glomming the hits. And the guy does. Uh, and the guy doesn't age. You look no. exactly the same. I do. I, I look. I look. I really look good. Your viewers don't have. Uh, oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We'll get some pictures though. That's my thing. Looking good. Looking, Looking good. good. Very important thing. And uh, a big fan of XM, right? You Big got, fan of XM. You got XM Satellite Radio? I got XM Satellite Radio. What's the, the channels you listen to? I listen to, I got, you know, I go to that 80s channel a little bit. What, I don't Fred? Know, I bounce around. The Fred the 80s. channel? No, the 80s. 80s oh, just the 80s, 80s? Okay. You don't like the channel Decades 80s. channels, do you? I hate the Decades I channels. I am on those all the time. I'm a niche guy. I, I got need... a whole, like, preset that is just, uh, uh, what do I, I go 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and I'll just pop through them all. It's nostalgic. At one point, you hit 60s, and I'm a little kid listening to Monday, Monday, la, la, <laughs> la. And then, boom, I'm in the 80s. That's the power of love. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, back to the future. Uh, and then, boom, I'm in the 70s. Wow, 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 wow. I love it. It's a time machine on four wheels. No 40s channel? Huh? I figured you'd be into that 40s channel. No, I'm not quite. <laughs> I'm not quite going back to the 40s. How far back you go in the decades? Do you go to the 40s? I love the 40s. You, do, you, you I, go that, back was, that was the great audio age, pre-television. That's when, uh, that's when radio really mattered, you know? Yeah, that's what they tell me. I True. Know. I mean, people learned how to dress and how to be that way. I mean, we were just talking about that outside. With, With Patty? Patty? She remembers. I mean, you know, and you, and you, and you think about uh, the best minds of the black generation, for example, mm -hmm. were musicians. Couldn't be doctors and lawyers. Most of them were from the South. Yeah. They, they were they're from Kansas City or St. Louis in those jazz bands, and they're dying to get to New York, to so get out of the South. Yeah. That, that's what the music told us, and that was the cutting edge. That, you know, it wasn't any TV. People listened to radio to find out what was hip. I like yeah. New York in June. How about you? That kind of stuff. Yeah. That was, that was when radio really mattered. And radio stinks now. <laughs> commercial radio stinks. Yeah, well, commercial radio's rough. I mean, all the commercials. I've been doing the commercial and, radio and the, since I was 18, and now the satellite, it's, it's, just, uh, it's so a whole bad. new world. I don't think there's a, there, you know, San Francisco, we were talking about that, San Francisco, which, you know, pioneered FM radio when, uh, mm -hmm. with, uh, with uh, Big Daddy Tom Donahue and K-San and Camp PX and all this, when it was really happening, we were glued to that channel. And now, uh, I don't know that there's a radio station in San Francisco that's programmed by somebody who lives in San Francisco. Yeah. So all, all the corporations have taken over. I and, think they're uh, in Phoenix or Fresno or San Antonio or somewhere like that. Yeah, and it's it's almost impossible for a, a new artist to get on or, uh, you know. W w well, audio, audio isn't enough anymore. Mm, you know, no. The, the other thing that's interesting is music used to be the domain of blind artists because they could play so good and blah blah. blah. But nowadays, what, we're going to have another blind. We're going to have another Stevie Wonder. I don't know how they make the video. Yeah, right. It's a problem. Yeah. That and uh, you got to have something on there for your computer. You yeah. got to have something on the disc that you can pop in and right, uh, right, be right, interactive right. with it. Yeah. Stuff like that. What are you working on? Uh, oh, I'm doing a Broadway show at the moment in, in Chicago, uh, right? Yeah, Chicago the Musical, which has really been fun. Wow! And uh, was a big challenge for me, and I've finally kind of got it together, and it's really yeah, fun. yeah. What's the uh, What's the hardest part? Got to be memorizing things, right? Uh, let's see. That what is like the hardest pitch. part? Uh, the hardest part is doing it all at once. You know, you have to sing and 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 you have to, uh, you have to sing and dance and 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 remember all your lines and act, and then you have to be an ensemble player. So mm -hmm. that you know, in my gig, which I wrote myself, I can do whatever I want to do. If I want to mm -hmm. go over there, I go over there. If I want to hit a different note, I hit a different note. Here, I have to 
you know, I, I, it's very disciplined. So. Yeah, take direction. Yeah. Wow, man, that's got a. Did I, you ever think you'd do Broadway? Never. Yeah, right. Never, never. I, I, and I, I didn't think I would this time either. I was. It's daunting. You know, the talent to humility ratio is huge <laughs> on Broadway, uh, which is refreshing coming from rock and roll, frankly. And uh, you know, I, those I, Broadway I, audiences are fickle. Oh, well, oh I, they're I, the worst. I went and saw The Odd Couple recently. Yeah. Uh, with Matthew Broderick and Nathan Lane, and, and? it was great. I loved it. But right. man, you get these Broadway—that's th- all these people do—is go to Broadway, you know. I know and and know. they are so fickle, man. Yeah, I know they're tough. They're really a tough audience. Yeah. Critic. Well, that, I, I was—I was going to decline politely, but as it happens, my son goes to NYU, and I was uh, visiting him anyway. So I said, well, let me see the show. And they gave me two tickets, and we went, and I was knocked out by the show. The music is fantastic. Yeah. you got to hear it mm-hmm. more than once, but it's but does phenomenal. Your, does your son want Daddy around all the time, though? Exactly. Because <laughs> I bet you're now living in New York, right? Living in New York. Calling him up a little too much. Going, hey, that's, right. Right. that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Fortunately, I have a show every night. And he's got a cool father, you know, Huey yeah. Lewis. But I, I'm sure it doesn't matter if you got a celebrity father. It's still the same shit. It man. is. It is. Dad, leave me alone, it man. Is. I'm trying to get laid here. You got right? it. You got it. How does the... Uh, how does the Broadway, uh, the traditional Broadway, I guess, actors and singers, how do they react to you coming in? You know, do they do they look at it like, hey, hot shot rock guy coming in, or are you are you warmly accepted? Now, isn't that wild? I mean, wouldn't you think there'd be a little bit you of think, hey, resentment, I, some, but there yeah. isn't. As far as either that or they're very good at faking it, hiding it. But, yeah. but they are they're just wonderful, and they and they root for you. Mm-hmm. And my understudy in the role is a, is a guy who taught me the role, Bernard Dotson. He's a member of the ensemble. He's he's a fabulous Billy Flynn in his own right. He doesn't feel. I mean, he's just rooting for me. Behind the scenes, he's calling up the guys from the news and going, I, I think he wants to get the band back together again. <laughs> no, no. Get just, him out of here, please. I, 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 I can't tell you how wonderful the company has been and how, how, how great everybody is. I, and I would think, you know, I would think if I was a gypsy and I'd been working on Broadway for 20 years, I'd feel mm-hmm. a little resentment when sure. some guy came in. But yeah. they, I haven't felt a thing like that. Hey, what happened to the news? We're writing. We're, we're, we're going back. You are. You are. Yeah, but what going. are those guys uh, doing while you're doing this? They're writing. Do and they do play, other play other gigs? Yeah. Oh, they do other band sure. projects everybody, and stuff. Well, yeah, working on their. Everybody's got home studios and. You've still been touring though, uh, as a band. Yeah. This whole time. Yeah. Jesus we ne- we never. We got quit. someone on the line that says they uh, see Huey every year in Atlantic City. See. Yeah, Atlantic City's huge. Well, we. Yeah. A lot of yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you know something? It's a you gig. See, when when I drive there, when I when I drive there, you see billboards of people you never would have thought would have played Atlantic City. Same thing, and I think Vegas kind of turned that around because Vegas used to be where it was kind of cheesy right. if you ended up in Vegas. Not anymore. Now though, there are big name rock acts playing Vegas and Atlantic City. And and the same thing's true with you know if you were a TV actor, you didn't do film. Yeah, that's all right. blown out of the water now. Too. Yeah, com- and, commercials another thing. It's you know, all people screen really don't time care about it. It's yeah. not selling out if your song ends up in a commercial anymore. The amazing thing about Atlantic City is that, you know, we... The amount of money they pay you, Huey, come on. (laughs) The gigs are sold out, and you can't get a hotel room. Yeah. And and it's, you know, Atlantic Mm -hmm. City, it's not Hawaii. You know what I mean? Yeah. You do a little of that gambling? Eh, very little. But I, I like to play craps, but but usually when I'm working in the hotel, you don't want to you get bothered if you go down, so I don't right, right, right. gamble usually. You don't anymore. like getting bothered anymore? 
Eh, yeah, you know, I, don't, I don't mind it. Let's face it. When did it get old? It's so recognizable. Anybody who does what I do has got to like the attention a little to bit, a or he wouldn't have done it in the first place. But when did it get old for you? When they start bothering your family? Well, uh, no, you know, there's a part of the time. Or when you're trying to take a leak and some guy's trying to shake your hand. <laughs> That's I mean, not good. There, was a, not good. there had to be a moment where you're like, wow, man, this, this, is, uh, this is kind of a drag. Well, uh, you know, uh, like I said, anybody who does what I do has got to like the attention he would have done it to begin with. So there's a period of time when you actually enjoy it. Yeah, of course. And there's another period of time when you tolerate it, and hopefully there's a much smaller period of time when it drives you up the wall. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, and it. everybody's got a horror story on some celebrity. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, the best, the worst stories are the first-class flight attendants because, this is my theory now, this is a personal theory, if you're in an airport, you're kind of like fair game. Yeah. And so you're signing autographs and being nice and blah, 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 blah. And you can't wait to get on the airplane. So they stop. Finally, they board the airplane. You get in your first class. You sit down in your seat. And the flight attendant goes, oh, my gosh, can I have your autograph? And, and he, you're stuck and with them. What, I saw Bob Saget was sitting in front of me uh, when we were flying back from L.A. last time. and uh, He flipped out. He, he the, One of the flight attendants would not leave him alone. Right. Just kept coming up and talking to him and asking him things and then going, all right, I'll leave you alone. I'm sorry. And then two seconds later, would come back again. Yeah. And, you know, where's Bob Saget going? You know, unless he's got a parachute, he's there for the duration. That's it. And just being... Mm. You'd think they would tell these people, leave them alone. But that, that's where you get your best horror stories, are from limousine drivers and first-class flight attendants. Mm. you got to do the spinal tap thing with yeah. the limo driver, right? That's in the right. middle of talking, you just bring the divider up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking I, limies. What's wild. <laughs> I love that scene. What's wild about the limousine drivers is you assume that they're entirely discreet. Because you get in the back of a limousine, and the guy's up there, and he's got a uniform on, and he mm-hmm. says nothing, and you and you talk about whatever you want to talk about. But all you need to know is get in a limousine sometimes and say, hey, who have you had in here lately? And, and, they'll, and they'll just go everything. everything. They'll what they've done, what they talked that's about. That's it. Yeah, bastards. Well, we got a lot of people that want to say hi to Huey. Huey Lewis. Uh, Andrew in New York, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Uh, I wanted to ask Huey how he felt about... The use of his music in American Psycho. Yeah, man. I'm fine with that. Yeah, that uh, movie's fantastic. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed that was it. such a great scene. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that. The, the guy, you know, I'd read the book. Which and is they, a lot darker than the movie, believe yeah. it or not. Mm-hmm. But uh, but there was, they, uh, there was, we had a bit, there was a kind of a, a, a slightly ugly story about the whole thing. What happened was they asked us to use the the song in the film i hadn't seen the film i knew the book i said sure they had william defoe was clearly a a a a serious movie we said sure and on the eve of the release movie they they sprung this see this soundtrack cd on us that they're going to release well the Mm. soundtrack cd had our tune and a bunch of source music it wasn't a great cd and i thought yeah you know my man i didn't even i was on the road my manager says should we you know we never signed up for the cd and we don't Mm. want our fans to buy it for the one song no thank you we don't want to be on the cd well they were miffed by that so they issued a press release on the eve of the thing that i had Hold my track from the CD because I hated the movie that it was so violent and blah 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 and that's why Jeez. that grounds will start. And of course, I hadn't even seen the movie, so I think uh-huh. it's fine. Enjoyed it. Do you like Huey Lewis in the news? <laughs> Love that scene. Let's go to John in Texas. John. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, John. Look, I was going to ask uh, Mr. Lewis. I'm, I'm I'm kind of an '80s kid. I'm, I'm a semi fan. What I really wanted to know is, you were not an unknown when you you did uh, the Back to the Future movies. And how did that propel your your further rise to fame with those set of movies? Uh, well, this, it, 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 you know, uh, an actual fact, you know, they asked us, do we want to write a song? I, I, they, Steven Spielberg 
Bob Zemeckis and Bob Gale, who produced, Name directed, and wrote the film, uh, had, took a, asked to have a meeting. We had a meeting down there at Amblin, and they said, we've written this movie, and this character, Marty McFly's favorite band would be Huey Lewis and the News. How would you like to write a song for the film? And I said, we don't know how to write for film, but I'll send you the next thing we write. Don't know how to write for film. Which just was a couple of hit songs, sure. Well, we just we just wrote Power <laughs> Love and sent it to him, which I actually didn't think was going to work because there was no love interest, but they used it in Boa. And the song was released, and it was a number one record before the movie was released. So mm -hmm. Zemeckis, to this day, I saw him in the, at the 25-year you know, DVD thing, the three-pack, whatever. And he said... I bought you know, it, I know. He said that was <laughs> the key, that was a big movies. key to mar the marketing of the film was that the song was a smash before the, the movie came out. So mm -hmm. it didn't really, the way that the movies didn't do anything for me, really. It was great that the song was a big hit, but it, and it mm -hmm. was probably a bigger hit because of the movie. So there. Sorry, you're just too darn loud. Exactly. Do you exactly. sing line? Do you stand any, do you help Ray Parker Jr.? <laughs> I love it. I can't talk about that, I'm afraid. Not at Ooh. all. No, no, that was all. One of those can't talk about. Shit. That was one of those ugly things. A deal was done and shut up. Wow. <laughs> Does he call you? <laughs> no Christmas card. How big was how big was the Huey Lewis in the news and at your biggest point comparable to uh Six feet. The Stones, like I don't know how were you as big as the biggest rock groups out there that people still talk about or something? Were you at your highest? Was you as big as you two or something? They had Sports a, and four. Uh, yeah, I have no huge, idea. Huge, like like you couldn't even imagine. I'm, I'm trying to that, equate yeah. it to a hip hop artist, something you'd understand. But he was I big, can't even big, legit, just big like that, like it, massive. Know, really? I mean, I, I know. I, I'm like not gonna LL know, in the like, day. Kind of like, I know Huey Lewis in the news. I I, I want to know. I know that shit. Well, yeah. I'm just saying. I want how big? Because I'm so stupid. I thought maybe the motherfuckers that went take on me. Uh -huh. I don't fucking Are know. You out of your uh -huh. mind. One hit. That that was a big one for me. Take on me. Huey yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looked like you wanted to knock the motherfucker. No, a, I'm just saying, I don't know how big it we he were was. Big, we LL. Were, we were as big as Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> and when he was yeah. as big as LL. At his peak. At his peak. You're right. doing great with Huey. I love Patrice. You mentioned Ray Parker and Aha. His question wants to, to knock your teeth out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just asking, what the fuck do you want from me? <laughs> Jesus ah, Christ. Aha uh -huh had one hit, although they were huge in Europe. Who was? Aha, uh aha. -huh. I mean, I'm not, I'm not comparing this guy. I know he's a rocker, but I'm just saying in terms of bigness. He was huge. You know? What is bigness? What is bigness? What? Huge. Record sales? Uh, what, what? Lots of number ones, it's right? Booty. A few number ones. Few. Many millions uh, sold. Him? Yeah, I guess. They made us rip up the tape at church camp. I'll tell you. Yeah, what yeah, happened uh, got in trouble because he was listening to you, Huey. Yeah, there's a there's a, uh, a interesting new artist called Paul Thorne, who's a real good songwriter and a buddy of ours who opens for us. And he was uh, raised in Tupelo, Mississippi, and his his father was a Baptist preacher, and he wasn't allowed any any electric music. And the first record he got was "Picture This." So it was one of really, our yeah. And uh, I didn't think it was true. quite such devilish music. Well, <laughs> that was, uh, well, they they made us rip up him and Duran Duran. Duran Duran, yeah, yeah, I can see Wait, that. what happened last That's love? the slippery slope to hell. Uh, you go to these church camps, like a week long, you know, you're a young kid, you have chapel every night, and they just rail on and on about, you know, current music and how it's the path to the devil and all this, and then you, they maybe see you listening to your Walkman, what are you listening to, and... Say, well, I'll tell you one thing. Seriously, mm -hmm. uh, I probably shouldn't say this, but it's okay. And I like the music a lot. But the, the message for rappers today about get rich or die trying, that's a hell of a message, isn't it, to give the kids? Get rich or die trying? 
I mean, yeah, they, well, I, mean I don't get that. I, yeah, quite frankly, it's in my day, been, at least, it was a little more, you know, creative than that, I think. And that, that's the one thing I worry about. from where very you are. Yeah. With, with very materialistic. Very materialistic. And they the buy place. into that whole American thing. That's, that's, that's what? what? <laughs> like, there we go. Uh, very uh, materialistic, your people. Patrice has woken up. <laughs> don't you think? I mean, no, no I mean, I'm saying it's just where, you, where <laughs> you're from. It's like fucking... How come white people have such great music? What the fuck? I mean, no, I want a new you. drug. I mean, give me a fucking break. I loved I want a new drug. Fucking, I want a, it, it was a metaphor. It was a metaphor. Exactly. Why the fuck can't 50 have a metaphor? Get, Get rich, rich or die trying. What's Maybe the that metaphor? Means have a heart attack because you're working so fucking hard. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it does not. It doesn't say get rich or kill a motherfucker in a, in a bank robbery because he, he's, it, it, it's a metaphor. I don't want. What, what, what is that a metaphor, metaphor for? The same metaphor that I want a new drug. The connotation that well, you can make. I want. I'm not. I'm just saying it's the same thing as get rich or die trying. Right, How come it, it can't be? Actually, I'm going to work hard until I die. Well, it's actually completely opposite. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, exactly. Want a new drug is about. I want a new drug. That makes me feel like when I'm with you, which is love, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it ain't hear, the biggest message in the Huey, world. But, all I hear but, is drug use. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I hear, right? The rest is fucking Spanish to me. Uh, right. It's just cocaine uh, to right. me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got Mark the Trucker on the line. Mark, what's up? Hey, how you doing, fellas? Pretty good. Morning. Uh, Huey, I wanted to ask you, did you ever find that new drug? Still looking, man. Still looking. I love your band, man. I listen to you all the time. I appreciate it. Very cool. Uh, Dave in California. Dave. Yeah, hey, guys. How you doing today? Pretty good. We're having a good time. Hey, Huey, I met you years ago over the AT&T Pro-Am. How's the golf game going? Non-existent. It's 22 degrees in New York City, man. He lives in New York now, so. You got to get back to California. There goes the handicap, right? Yeah, there goes the handicap. We got the best courses, you know, punching out, guys. Actually, I'll tell you, Long Island's got some awesome golf courses. You go yeah. all the way out east there? I haven't been out there, but Black Page Black. Black Course. They're all Beth Page. There. there are a lot of them out there. Make Shinnecock, sure you play uh, Beth National. Page Black. Yeah, Beth Page. The, that's the when one where warm. You, you tee off first hole and lose your ball. <laughs> it's just, never it's, it's uh, over 200 yards before you even hit the fairway. Yeah, on some of these holes. Yeah, before you even hit the fairway. Do you find it harder to write now uh, than it was back in the 80s? Maybe. I mean, do you run out of ideas of yeah, things uh, to yeah. write? Or yeah, I mean that's 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 very valid. I don't know why that is, uh, but uh, part of it's when you've written a bunch of songs. And now you go to start writing something, uh, it's kind of like something you already did. Like yeah. You can't have rock and roll in the... We have a song called Hard to Rock and Roll. Well, exactly. there's your rock and roll in the title song. Yeah, you don't want to... can't have the kidney of rock and roll, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, you're, you're done with that. So so there is stuff that were places you can't go because you already did that in a way. And, and there I, is there also just getting a little a little older, it, you, your so. mindset changes, so I think some so. of the subject I, matter... You know, Dylan dealt with that in the 60 Minutes thing, which was very interesting, and they asked him... And I, you just don't know where those songs come from to be mm-hmm. honest you know you you have to be open and, uh, to that and the muse comes or she doesn't and, and and it is tougher to write when you get older i think but uh but i also think the 12 things like a cd now is 12 tunes or something i think that's just too many yeah and and why why is it that recorded music all has to be the exact same size and the exact same price in other words, why are all twelve songs for no matter if it's Miles Davis or Fifty Cent? Why is it all got to be the same? Why look? 
Paintings are different sizes and different prices. <laughs> Books are different sizes and different prices. Even wine, for Christ's sake, is different price. What about limited vintage for, aimed to a boutique market? For and then 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 Joni Mitchell might make another record, and Randy Newman might make another record. But we're losing our great artists because it, it, everything's the same price. It's sold like a commodity, mm-hmm. and record labels, therefore, if they want to maximize the profits, they got to sell more CDs. We, so they aim for the kids. It sounds to me like you want to write three songs and get 20 bucks an album for it. Now you're talking. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm getting here. But That's uh, what the record companies are upset about with iTunes. They, you know, Everything should not be 99 cents. They're saying some songs are worth 20 cents. Other songs are worth right. $2.50. Well, you know, the bottom line is it ought to be treated as an art form. American popular music is arguably America's greatest contribution to the world and culture. 40 years ago, America grew things. We I'd put built polio vaccine. Yeah, no we invented the Internet. I think I might put that over. I'd uh, say polio vaccine music. <laughs> I, wasn't polio vaccine started in France, I think. With the, with the with Pasteur, really. Louis Pasteur. And, well, I, don't, I don't know. But whatever. American, but when you go around the world today, mm-hmm. that you hear America's music in, in everywhere. Yeah. I mean, in Africa, in, in uh, Europe, and Asia, and so on. And we, we, our business, that is, treats it like gasoline or rice, like a commodity. I also always wanted to know, especially with somebody that's had the success that you've had and the amount of hit songs, when you play out, when you you write a new album, let's say, and you put out new music and you perform it live, you know what the majority, let's say, pretty much 99% of the audience is there. They want to see the stuff that you've done already, your your hits. Uh, is that frustrating as uh, an artist? Well, that's a great well, question. It's a very good question. I'll tell you why. I, I went and saw the Stones over the summer. Right. And it was like, the new stuff is definitely really good, but it's like, why are you wasting 20 right. minutes on the new stuff? I want to hear, you know, uh, right. sympathy or what exactly. have you. Exactly. And, and that's understandable. People want to hear your songbook. And mm-hmm. as long as you don't work too much, it's real fun to play your songbook. Right. I mean, you love those songs anyway, as long as you don't have to play them two and a nights a year. So that's why you tour uh, and you take big breaks between tours. We work 85 shows a year, which is fine. It's right. like falling in love all over again. But But then again, you do need new things. Why? Because... As a storyteller, you need a new story every once in a while. Just, and so all you need are one or two things for yourself, and that's yeah. generally what happens. They make a new record, The Stones, they come out, they play two songs from it, and then all the do, songs. Do you ever glance over at one of the guys in the band during Power Love or something and just go, you believe we're still fucking playing this song? Well, you know, <laughs> when you get to that point, it's time to take a little bit of a holiday. Yeah. I mean, when you see a band up there and they do 36 minutes and the singer comes out after 15 and they're miserable, mm-hmm. it's because yeah. it's their sixth night in a row. Right. I mean, if you don't work too much... It's like falling in love all over again. I guarantee. Take two weeks off. It's a ball. It's the creative curse because just doing. We do a very creative radio show, and there are times you look at Anthony like, "Can you believe we're telling this fucking story again?" But we have to. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even kidding you. And and some who's going to put the weird little different twist on it? And some of the old listeners will call us out like, "Dude, you've told that story ten times, but we know like the audience is building and building, and we have to go down some of these roads to get to know us." Not a crow, it's an owl. (laughs) Yeah. So we we some group. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's okay. How does how do some groups? Get out, like I'm just keep. I keep saying you too, because it's the it's the only thing I can think of in terms. But it seems like people are accepting to you too, who's been around for years and years. Mm-hmm. They're accepting that they're going to play new music, and they're not going to play whatever their they're hit was. They're one of the few, man. But how do you how do you get that thing? We we want to hear the new shit it's too. Like Vertigo is just as big. Right. It's very hard to go through a couple of decades and be relevant and and update yourself 
where you're just as popular as you were, and it's because of your new music and and your old catalog. I don't know how it's done. I don't know what the formula is there. No, I, I, I think that's a good point, and they've done a very good job. They take huge breaks between records mm -hmm. and really work on their new records. Number one, and number two. Uh, they they are subject to some of those same things. People go see YouTube. They want to hear the old thing right. too. I mean, they really that's do. That's true. Yeah, they yeah. And they're you know. Did you used to write on the road? Yeah. All right, because we have interviewed so many bands, and when they go and tour, mm -hmm. they stop the creative process. I don't get that. Yeah. I would think if I was a lead singer and I was writing the songs for the band, that I would just would be writing all the time. Well, it seems like then the tour ends, it's like, all right, now it's time to write the new album. Yeah, yeah, and I, I never understood that when bands would come in here and tell us that. Well, because when you're doing a show, if you're putting a show together, then your daytime's worried about re remake, right. reworking the show. I think there's downtime on the bus or the hotel no, room where all of a sudden you got a little thought. It almost seems like they don't even use that part of their brain until the tour's over. I, I, and, and, and we wrote a lot of our good stuff on the road. In the early days, and again, don't write so much on the road anymore. So maybe that's, maybe that's mm -hmm. a problem. I mean, writing is a chore. It's tough. And, and and Joni Mitchell said, "What's interesting is that now, you know, you were my stuff is is our pop songs. Not, and I don't mm -hmm. mean that demeaningly. I mean, I like that. Like, you know, rock and roll can be about anything. Yeah. As long as when the guy says, "I'm going to Kansas City," they got some crazy little women there, and I'm going to get me one. We believe he's going to Kansas City. He knows about the crazy <laughs> little women, and he wants to get him one. Yeah, right. Then it, then it's rock and roll. You know. So it can be about anything. It doesn't need to be about world th world things. But but you're informed by your audience to a certain extent. In the old days, you write with the radio. You know there are people out there. Want a New Drug is a pop song mm -hmm. sent to a generation that, that relates to that. Well, how do you do that when now you know you're not going to get played on the radio? Right. Period. Mm -hmm. I mean, as, as Joni Mitchell made this same point. So who are you writing for? And, and suddenly, well, and where are you going to go? You go to television is the only place. You're, our crowd, if you're over 28 and 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 you know white and not country, then you're you're you got to go to TV. And where you go, you go David Letterman, and then you get tacked on at the end, and he doesn't talk to you. Right. right. And uh, but boy, it's, it's just cheap to be a singer anymore. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's not. Uh, and so it's tougher to write because you're informed by your audience. There's no going to MTV anymore. Radio has really abandoned. A lot of good music. Yeah. I remember when John and, 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 and video and MTV yeah, and all MTV. that. Yeah. You guys were huge on MTV, and 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 it was a little odd because you even then you guys didn't really fit the bill of what was going on at the time. Mm. You know, I mean, you didn't have the look of the guys right. that were on there. I remember, as a matter of right. fact, what was it? One Beavis and Butthead, I believe it was like. Uh, this guy looks like a friend of my dad's, which is hysterical. Well, you know, we never were. We 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 formed right before music television in the mm -hmm. late seventies. Yeah. So we never really set ourselves up to be trendy because it was no. It was an audio deal. It wasn't about a visual thing. It was an audio deal. Now, had we had we started later, we probably would have adopted. I mean, we would have done anything. If believe no, me. If nothing else, it's a compliment to your music because uh, you know you, you weren't sitting talking. Talk and, 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 and it served us well over the long haul because now our stuff that we wrote in our 20s is actually more relevant. We were anachronistic then. You know, we were old-fashioned then. Yeah. And now it actually lives stuck with you doing off my baby if this is it. These are more from mm -hmm. sort of... Were you one of the bands affected by Nirvana? What do you mean affected by Nirvana? Well, I mean... <laughs> oh, man, I like you because he's a... No, it's all right. Me, motherfucker. What you mean affected by... What you mean, nigga? <laughs> Say it. There were a lot of bands... There were a lot of bands that went away because of Nirvana, like that the hair bands and stuff. Like, what effect did that have on you guys? 
I, I, I don't know. We, we were, we were, because you hits, weren't really in the. We were off the. Radio. You really weren't in the hair band category that it really affected, but I, it, it seemed like that just reinvented everything when uh, they came around. I, I don't know. I mean, I think we, the hair bands affected uh, like that whole influx of po Poison and Motley right. Crue and everything right. kind of got where MTV was like, this is all we're playing. You turned on MTV, all you saw was a blonde lead singer with the hair down to his ass and the makeup right. and the makeup yeah. and stuff, and that some was some guy it. welding and then yeah. a shot of some chicks, a chick with a sword. That would affect him though. I and how about that would affect you losing? And how about now the t now the television same became so much more important. A lot of our pop bands and and hard rock bands. Seem to come from Sweden. What's up with that? When, when did when did Scandinavia be a hotbed of American popular music? Uh, you know. They are the whitest people you can find. They're the most attractive, and they look good on television. Ninety nine Luf balloons. Uh, I think she was German. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but you know, uh, sure. One, just to finish the the previous thought, mm -hmm. you know, and Randy Randy Newman said this, who's one of my favorite artists, and you know, he won an Oscar for the the song he wrote for the um, um, uh, Toy Story. Mm -hmm. Is that right? I think it was Toy Story. You got a friend in me or something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and he kind of poo pooed it in an article that I read because his latest record, which I still think is his latest record, it's called Bad Love. It's an album, and if you're a Randy Newman fan, I mean, it's a masterpiece record. Yeah. And sold nothing. And and no, it never got played. Blah blah blah. Nothing. Yeah. Where know? where would it get played? You know. Yeah. Yeah. That? Exactly. That's the problem. Mm, and it, and it's it's an absolute masterpiece. It's funny. It's poignant. It's wonderful. It's musically rich. It's orchestrated wonderfully. Well produced. Really great. Probably his best work. Wow. And got no attention. Yeah. That's a bitch. So. Thanks. And thanks. Uh, what about uh? So acting? go go movies? get him satellite radio. Any more movies? Uh well you know I'm you I'm, got pretty uh, good reviews for uh, duets yeah. I saw in... that in a hotel one uh, yeah. one night and uh, you did a great job well, I, I am in showbiz I'll do anything for money or attention is that it <laughs> <laughs> all right Huey Lewis right. Uh, he's Huey, on Broadway thanks, doing the Chicago thing anything else we're promoting today no uh, no you can promote. I can promote. Yeah, I, I you got to have a CD or something out there. I got a, I, my, I, our best work is a thing called Live at Twenty Five. It's a DVD okay. and a live CD, and it's out out a year now. But it's it's our it's sort of a it's a snapshot of where we are at the moment. We've sort of reinvented ourselves over the last ten years right. into this. We have a three piece horn section now. We sort of reversed into the playing music the way you know. There was before. Right on. before okay. all this stuff. We got five autographed copies oh. of that. We'll give away right now. Nice. Uh, Huey, thanks. This was great. Hey, thanks a lot. Nice chat with you guys. Keep oh. up the good work. All right. Hey, Huey was cool. I don't want people yeah. to know I'm a nice guy, so shut up. Uh, yeah, Huey was great. <laughs> that was very cool having Huey Lewis Hell in. yeah, man. Patrice is over there sawing on his hand with a plastic knife during that interview, rolling his eyes. No, I wasn't. I was listening to Hugh. I just didn't want to piss him off because he, he was like, when he asked the question, because you want to ask those kind of... Those things, man. That's why I, yeah. I said David, David, uh, David Lee Roth was so cool because you just said, you go, hey man, what, 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 what was it like, man? What, the pussy. I, I like which pussy was better, your first fame or your second fame? And he just bam. But you know, you, I have to be careful with you. You can, you can just what, what, like that was the question you asked. And it's like, oh, oh Nirvana, did, did Nirvana destroy? And that he, fell flat on its face. I no, understand it didn't. That. He knew what you meant. It's, it's like, just what the hell? What? 
Motherfucker. Say that again. Say it again. Greg, if you say that shit one more time. It's like, it's hey. like you go, it's like, nah, did he ruin your, your hey, career? The reality is when Nirvana hit, there were a lot of bands that went bye-bye. Yeah, I think he that was were coasting already, and having a good time and making a lot of money. I and, think he had already peaked and was on the back end, though, during the Nirvana Yeah, that's what Nirvana I was trying to figure thing. out. It was, it was the hair bands that got... Yeah, no, I know it was mostly the hair bands. That's why I asked the question, because everyone knows it was the hair bands, but I, I was wondering yeah. how deep it went. That's the only reason I went there. If it, I listen to Hughes music, a great question, but it would be... If I listen to Hughes music, it would be... I would, and you said, what 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 error is this? Even mm -hmm. with digital remastering, and you just play the song, mm -hmm. what, I would go, 80s. Yeah. Right? That's 80s, right? Er, early yeah. or mid-80s. You know, it's happy. It's, yeah. it's just no... There's no music. It he got, made it to 90, didn't it got he? Mm -hmm. With this shit? He made it to where I know the Check songs. on that. <laughs> she would like his last uh, top... Patrice, top you, 20 songs. When I saw was. you uh, at Avery Fisher Hall... You do a Michael Jackson music thing that is beyond hilarious. <laughs> I tried explaining it to Anthony one day, but I just couldn't do it. What, the, there was a time where you were you. It was okay to listen to Michael Jackson. Yeah, you can't. It's, it's like you can't. It, Michael Jackson now. It's like because he's so like he's not like okay. If the guy from that made the song, uh, uh, if Dexy's Midnight Runner guy, <laughs> the Come On Eileen guy, right. was accused of pedophilia. Yeah. You can easily go, fuck you, you're done. I'm never going to listen to you again. But mm -hmm. you can't just go, fuck Michael Jackson. You can't go, I'm not listening to this motherfucker. So you got to rationalize how you, you go, okay, I'm only going to listen to... This is the best analogy ever. <laughs> I'm only going to listen to pre-pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go, you can listen to Thriller, you know. I got all the you need. Not, but then when you go, yeah. you are not alone, you go, oh my God. Was he touching kids during that shit? This is a pedophile. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it says released in 89, but did that mean he wrote it in 80? Fuck, was he a pedophile during <laughs> Because he's so important as a musician, yeah. you can't just say. F you, you can't throw away the, throw that away entire Michael catalog. Jackson. Right. You cannot do it, man. You know? It's, Isn't that great? It's just pre God damn What about it? that black or white song? That's safe, right? It is black. No, that's know. the, that's the yeah. song. That's the black or white song for Michael Jackson. That's the one that black people. A lot of people don't know this shit because we don't. Black people and white people don't share news. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, y'all are deeply. Into um, y'all are deeply into. What song is this? What is this? Is this a Michael Jackson song? Uh, oh, I wouldn't mind if we lost this one. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine by me. But but it's like a lot of the news that white people are into, black mm -hmm. people just not into at the time. You know right. what I'm saying? And a lot of people don't know black people got rid of Michael Jackson. Um, we there's only one way black people tell you fuck off is if you stop trying to be black. That's yeah. it. That's your, that's your career end right there. Once black, once, once black people go, this motherfucker ain't trying to be, you know, fuck him, you know. Like and OJ. That was, like, like the juice. But see, the juice was became a nigga because of the trial. So <laughs> we, we could give a fuck <laughs> about the juice. Back. We could give a fuck about him. Yeah, when he was running through the airport. Who get, we look at this nigga jumping over. <laughs> shit, jumping ass nigga. But as soon as white people come down on you, they kind of, yeah. We, you know, we we back you. You know what I'm saying? But he 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 was so like denouncing his blackness, you could just see it. And mm -hmm. so when we got rid of him talking about that black and white song, 
when he did that, it's black, it's white, hoo hoo, and he's like, he turned, what's this motherfucker changing into Arab bitches there and Rastafarians and shit? Yeah. And, and an accountant. And, and, right. and he got on Oprah and said, I have vitiligo, which black people know is not a disease that turns you into a fucking white person. <laughs> yeah. And we didn't tell you, white people, that we got rid of him. And, really? And you, we just let you take him in. Already gave him the heave ho. And we took him in. We love like a like a junkie, like having a junkie in the family. Yeah. And you throw him out, but you still love him. So yeah. it's like that was Michael Jackson. It was like, get out, you're smoking up, you know, you, you sell mommy's coat. Yeah. You know, but get the fuck out. White people loved him, and this is why his career's over because white people got rid of him. Now he's he's European white now. Yeah. European white. He's living in Qatar. Where is he now? Yeah. Our white people love him. He when he held that ba- white baby out the yeah. window. Yeah. That's when all white people got rid of him, and that that's he's done here. You had to go to another country. So, but he, y'all love him for a good ten years. Let's get Stalker yeah. Patty in here. I had no idea you guys had uh, <laughs> given given him the boost. Yeah, we got rid of him a long time ago. As we get Stalker Patty in studio, we're trying. We only had like six, seven minutes left. We might have to start doing another hour of radio song. Cause yeah, you have fun with that. We're. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Patty. Uh, Hi, Patty. How are you? Did you enjoy meeting Kiwi uh, Lewis? Hold on. Yeah, uh, I didn't even oh, know who everybody. I was talking to at first until Opie said something. I would never have known. He's so down to earth. <laughs> <laughs> you had no idea you were talking to Huey Lewis. He no. looks exactly the same. Yeah, but they look different. When did you start watching in- TV? 1998? Yeah, but they look different in person than they do in their Hold photos. It. All right, listen. Huey Lewis looks Sometimes, more like Huey Lewis than you. anybody. Sometimes there are people that come in and you go, wow, he, do- he looks different in person. Huey Lewis, exactly If Huey same. Lewis is walking down the street, no one goes, that guy looks like Huey Lewis. They familiar. go, that's like Huey Lewis. Oh, so my God, it's Huey it's Lewis. Huey Lewis. What did you talk about before you realized? Yeah. Did you really no, embarrass you- yourself? No, he was talking about the radio and stuff and all. What do things? you do? <laughs> do you yeah. fix the elevators out? There in the loopy. <laughs> no, you didn't put your stupid no. foot in your mouth. Patty, what happened to the makeover? Make- yeah, what happened? More party makeover. Worked, uh, hard on you, and now uh, you look just like Patty. You're looking uh, just like you used to look. Mm. The hair's back to being flat. It's a well, little greasy, I washed Patty. It last night, I didn't have time to blow dry it. When did you dye it? When was the last time you ha- you dyed your hair? Because your roots when- are all black and gray. Well, no, that's yellowish. No, yeah. look at, put your head down. Yeah, well, my look hair up there. Did you act, it's gray roots. You gotta it's dye gray. your hair. Michael Jackson's ready to write a song about you. It doesn't matter <laughs> if it's black or gray. Black <laughs> or gray. Well, thank or you. Puce. I love you too. Uh, black or puce. It's <laughs> <laughs> black. It's puce. It's <laughs> you. Well, you know, I. I. You. So you didn't know it was you. You were talking about radio? Yeah, he was like, a lot of things have changed. It's not the same. I think it's because of the FCC. People are afraid. Well, he was saying that you well, guys were discussing no. radio from the 40s. Oh, yeah. I like uh, I like the 40s channel and stuff. I enjoy parts of it. What reminds you of like being Benny dumped Goodman. in a diner by your parents or your you, mother? You, you listen to <laughs> Benny Goodman? I like it. it I like that kind of music. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and we lost the war on Hanukkah. We're asking all of the women to join the USO <laughs> to help our troops fight the evil Hun and the Japs. Patty, we need you. 
In fact, I That's think right. the women in the ONA army no should be kissing you in Times well, Square. No. <laughs> no, no sailor dipping her. <laughs> hey, no fucking army guy coming back and bringing you some nylons and silk stockings from fucking France. <laughs> Here you go, Dane. Put these on your stems. <laughs> no, huh? <laughs> the 40s. That's an abomination. All right, let's get this over. It's a yearly thing. Here so it is. It's by with Christmas I, presents. I bought a big old box of chocolates. Ah, there you for go. For everyone to share. And Anthony gets to gum. have the cherry cordials that are in it. Cherry cordials. No individual gifts this year? It's a community have, well, gift? She's getting I'm smart. budgeted. You're budgeted to what? But what about your gambling trips to Atlantic City? I haven't gone since uh, September. And oh, it was losing only, It's only once in a blue moon. It's That's been it months starts. since I've gone. I haven't been able to. I'm no time off? Bit. You still behind on your bills, Patty? No, just my rent. Tomorrow <laughs> morning, I'm going down to Social <laughs> Services to get a one-shot deal and fill out, get the application for it, and then see what i got to bring. Oh, pass that over, Hawk. Let me try one. Uh, what what do you mean? What, what's a one-shot deal? It's a loan they give you Uh-oh. if you qualify for it, which I should. Yeah. And uh, you have to pay it back. Oh, it is good yeah. shit. Oh, man. God it, damn, you know, Patty, they... you are an ass, but that chocolate is great. <laughs> you know, that has to be. That has to be. I, I bought a guy with chocolate. Four of them cost $5. <laughs> this has to be like a $200 box of chocolates, right? Mm. Well... She I gets earned the employee it. discount. Oh, you earned it. Yeah, How I much get, is this regular if I bought it getting, myself? Get diver that's points. That's three pound, about a hundred and twenty-four dollars. Wow. I Daddy. got it free because Thank I you. did very well this year. So what? All right. Don't tell anybody that their Christmas present was free. No, it wasn't no. free though. This is where it gets sad. Mm. She did very well, so she was able to get this for free. But what? What did you do to get this for free? Overtime. Well, my sales were good. Your sales? Well, Patty's on Maury right now. They're replaying your Maury thing. They are. I, I don't have a. That someone is. Hold on a minute. I didn't even you know got, that. You get like a, I haven't even seen that once because I had to work that morning. You get like incentives or bonuses. I do, and I on earned how much, it. Uh, yeah. With yourself. Right, and, and not and only that, but, but overall performance and everything. Now I have. You're a, a good hard worker. Very hard worker. Yes. I kill myself for the company. That diabetes got to be a bitch for you, right? Oh, it makes my... You can't just have, have one of those one fucking of those, chocolates? My big toes will start tingling like That's somebody's lighting them on fire. I couldn't um, even... Patrice wait, is so Patrice, fucking good, can you I can't even fucking tell you. in your diet? What? What are you saying? Dr. Patty is talking to you. That can be digested by some diabetes. Fuck that. I'd rather, I'd rather lose my feet than the multitol. <laughs> yeah, but it can be digested by some diabetics. Shut frankly. up. Hairs. <laughs> <laughs> but not all of them. That's the only thing. Another and she already knew I had diabetes. It's like you brought in this big... They didn't have sugar-free or anything? They do. It's the, Too bad there's not a drug out there for people to digest your voice. <laughs> people are having a tough time digesting your voice right now, Patty. It makes my voice digestible. <laughs> what are you fucking? Go, 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 uh, bring a carton of cigarettes to Peter Jennings' no. family. You cruel bitch. 
No. <laughs> Heck no. Oh, you got diabetes, you bring when chocolate. I, and, well, of course, you, I'll eat it in front of a motherfucker. But you eat chocolate in your mouth. Big mouthful of chocolate. Stupid milk, cruel bitch. No, but really, we do have a sugar-free line, but it has maltitol in it. It can be used by some diabetics. I'm not. Let's uh, let's see what Laszlo has uh, here. Laszlo, anything no, else before we get out of here? I was showing uh, Anthony one of the things at CES. There's a lot of, you know, stuff that plays into paranoia of like your kids running away I or love losing paranoia. stuff. There's this thing called the locator. It's a handheld uh, device that you put little tags on your keys and your wallet and your kids, right. and it, you actually get a display, handheld display that will show you where those items are. It, it seems like uh, we, what we got here is a range finder. Where it tells you if you're getting closer, and sort of a V formation of LEDs. Yeah, it, it looks like something like out of Aliens. Yeah, that's exactly uh, what it looks like. Remember in Aliens when they're tracking the aliens? They're right here, man. Yeah. They're right in the room. <laughs> it's impossible, man. <laughs> Saying they're in the room, man. What the hell are we going to do now? You can One say, of the greatest characters in any movie yeah. ever. We're she survived here without any food or water or supervision, but we'll cock a Put her in charge, man! Put her in charge! <laughs> oh, this is great. Well, we're fucked now. You could even set it so if one of those items leaves your area, like a 500-foot zone, yeah. it'll start going off. So you can, you know, att attach it to things. Wow. Man. Yeah. God damn, that it's is called paranoia. the Yeah, it is. It's I called would, the locator. I wouldn't even get this, and I'm one of the most paranoid motherfuckers. <laughs> Look for that at a CES. There's also going to be Vegas. robots out there. You know that? Uh, oh, the walking robot. The Asimo, which is that uh, Honda's uh, humanoid robot. Yeah. It's going to yeah, be yeah. doing, like, demonstrations about, you know, how it can walk upstairs. It walks to carry shit. It can you know, walk upstairs. It's like... Every year they've got a new robot. Uh -huh. I want one that I could tag team with a bitch with. You know what I mean? Like your face getting numb, you just slap it. Go out, go at it, Asimo. And let the robot let take Let the over. robot munch for a well, while. You, you smoke go smoke a butt, get right. a drink. <laughs> Correct. Come Those back. things are starting to get interesting. Uh, Sony's. They look great. Another year or two, and I think, uh, I think people are going to really start buying those things. What the fuck? All right, That's Laszlo. That's what it's all about. Laszlo, what are we promoting? Uh, my radio show is at LAZLOW.com. Okay. Don't know how much longer it's going to be around. Stark and Patty, what are you promoting? Myself. I don't have uh, anything. What's, what's your MySpace? Oh, I am on MySpace. It's, oh, it's, it's Stark and Patty, right under... Oh, Jump boy. the shot. Look at that. Are you gonna be, there you go. Are you going to be part of the Million Pest March tomorrow? I want to. I'm going to... In the morning, I have to go down to social services, but care. I will be at the Hard Rock ca <laughs> Cafe. All right, listen. I will be there. Right. How much are you going to try to get a loan for? Quick. Um, I owe 24. I'm going to go for 25. 2400 you owe? Too. Yeah. But I can't come up with that amount. I, they won't so even take behind. a month's rent from me. They want the whole thing. So what do you I'm spend money on? Get... You know, Opie spent three grand yesterday on TV and some cameras yeah. and stuff. Hey, I'll, I'll give you my uh, my old DVD player. I promise that to you. I'll bring it in. And it'll be laying around for the next time you come by. Broken? Because oh. no, I got the PSP thing now. I love that. I love it. Mm. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, the million pest uh, million pest million pest marches yeah. tomorrow. So we're calling all uh, Army members to show up at the station tomorrow, I guess? Yes. 111 West 57th Street here in New York City. Okay. Uh, we'll see how that turns out tomorrow on the program. Patrice O'Neill. Yeah, there's Amori right there, now. There's, there's Patty, Patty doing right the robot on Amori. I have not seen this yet. You look like a complete tool. <laughs> <laughs> there she is with her makeover. Patrice, what happened? <laughs> hold on, we got five seconds. Patrice O'Neill. 
Thank you for giving us an amazing yes. show today. You'll be in tomorrow, right? Yeah, tomorrow. Oh, All right. <laughs>